Welcome to T Dolda. Oh, good again. Welcome to T Dolda. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> You're telling me, bro. good with you, bro. <laughs> yeah. Hey, drink some more beer. TD Podcast, we are back. Boys, it's been a long time coming. How are we feeling? I feel great. I'm drinking a nice hazy, so I'm, I'm getting loose. Okay, Morgan. Yeah, it's good to be back. Um, Last time we were here, I don't even remember the exact... December. It was in December, yeah. I remember. Well, it was just you and me. B was gone for a little bit, but we did uh, college football finals pretty much. Wrapped that up. And yes, we, we did. We did national into, championship. And then playoffs were kind of going. And that was the last you heard. I mean, you haven't heard from B since the Packers lost in the playoffs. Jesus um, Christ. We want to get that reaction soon. Um, Bengals <sighs> go to the Super Bowl. I haven't been able to talk about it since. So I uh, want to talk about that. And then K-Morg at the NFC Championship game with the Niners, them losing that. So yeah, you're going to get all our reaction today, plus the whole NFL offseason frenzy uh, between free agencies and uh, – uh, trades and all that and then we're going to get into um, our position rankings for the nfl draft that's next week uh before we mock draft so first off it's good to be back we're glad to be back i know um our fans have been adamant on us coming back and you know we had to negotiate k morg's contract that was the biggest thing um we got him <laughs> back agreed to terms the team the terms will be private um but all in all we've come to an agreement and uh locked him up for a three-year deal so k morg Glad to have you with the team for three years. Yeah, I still have my options in place, so nothing is solidified. I mean, there's some guarantees that um, are there, but yeah, I still have options to, you know, seek further interest. So we'll see. Um, big signing bonus. You know, it's going to set us back <laughs> quite a bit. It's going to set us back quite a bit. Um, yeah, so let's get into the um, the end of the 2021 NFL season. Um, all of our teams, you know, in some form or fashion made a run at it. Um Let's talk about the Packers. B, let's talk about the end of that last season. You, we watched that game together. Thoughts on the game. Thoughts on how it affected your offseason approach. We don't want to get into offseason moves yet, but just the game in general and the end of the season, how it ended for you guys. You know, the game was exactly what we wanted. We have, you know, a wildcard team coming to Lambeau, snow everywhere, cold as shit, and our defense didn't give up a touchdown but i'm sitting here telling you that the packers fucking lost right so obviously one i can you know i sit here like aaron matt lafleur you have to get that done i'll blame them first and foremost you have to get that done you have another home playoff game that you just blew and then special teams we obviously made it made a huge uh, change as special teams coach we gave up a pop a uh, pump block touchdown late for um for them to take the lead they blocked a field goal right before half things didn't go into play there and when it's blowing blizzard snow you have to make a play and no one wanted to make a play but the Niners so you know congrats to K Morg's team but I'm sitting here you know on the couch another playoff loss at home in a row when two years ago Aaron asked for more playoff home games right and we've lost now two big ones big ones so Obviously, I'm hurt. Like, that sucked. I went into anti-football mode for a little bit, and now I'm back. I think we all did. Um, 
in different aspects. And what's funny is all of our teams lost in different weeks of the postseason. Yeah. So let's fast forward to the next week. Niners move on. They go play in SoFi against the Rams, who they had just beaten. Um, was it three weeks prior at the end yeah. of the regular season? Uh, Cam works at the game. Thoughts on the game and uh, how the season ended? Yeah, it was a. It was funny. Is you know being at the game it was a crazy environment. It was awesome to be there, but kind of like to B's point, it, it was very similar, just in the opposite way for us. Is we felt in control for you know ninety percent of that game, and um, you know we went to the game with the Rams fan, and we kind of just had a conversation off topic, just kind of like, hey, what number do we need to hold the Rams to to win this game? And it, we both looked at each other and said twenty four. We hold them within twenty four. We're gonna win this game. And I think the final was like 20 to 17 or something like that, 2014, yeah. something like that. So on paper, we should have gotten it done. You know, I mean, with just how the game was going, we were in control of that whole game. And, you know, it came down to that final drive and Aaron Donald did what Aaron Donald did. Yeah. You know? And it is what it is. I think for the Niners, it was a good season for the fact that the playoff, they went to Dallas, they handled Dallas easily. They go to Green Bay, they win a tough road game in the blizzard. With Jimmy G, who's banged up. I know he doesn't throw a touchdown, but, you know, they, they do enough. They make a big play. Debo makes a, a big play at the end of the game. Um, you know, but you go to the play a divisional foe who you beat twice. Like, it's tough to beat a team three times. So, um, it, it was all in all a good season. You look forward to the Rams offseason, or the, I mean, the Niners offseason now. And we don't see a lot of free agency with them. Uh, we don't see a lot of movement. What's your outlook on how the team got better or worse in the free agency process? Well, we lost DJ Jones, our, you know, arguably our best D tackle this past season. So, um, you know, he, he got some good money. He's going to a good Broncos team. You know, Broncos went all in this offseason. Um, yeah, we really didn't add much. We added like a linebacker and a safety from the Colts. Um, no real big signings. We also lost Tomlinson to the Jets, a guard. Mostert to the Mostert Dolphins. to the Dolphins, but you know we've got running backs. You got so that's, that's not the issue. I mean, he, he definitely is dynamic and speed, but he's been banged up last year. Were you satisfied with how the season went last year for you guys? Obviously, NFC Championship, you want to you come up short, but was it a successful season in your mind? Yes, um, overall, I think you have to say yes. Yes, overall it was. Um, you know, it's it's always hard to finish the season to be so close. Right, I mean, we all know that. You know, being a game away to a Super Bowl is insane, but. Um, it, it proved a lot to me and just kind of the haters and the doubters of Jimmy G, all of our friends that hate him. You know, it proved a lot for me personally just to say that, hey, this guy can get it done. This guy is a winner. And, uh, you know, it just going into next season, there's just still so much unknown for us. That's the only thing I don't like. You know, we're we still haven't locked up Debo or Bosa. You know, we didn't trade away Jimmy. We haven't got any trade, you know, capital for him. So we're just in this limbo area right now. I mean, I'm confident we'll be fine. We're, we have a great coaching staff. We have a very solid foundational team. So I'm not worried, but, you know, I would like to be have a little clear, clearer picture of what the future is going to hold for us. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I think it was a successful season. I think it was a little tough on Niner fans because the Jimmy G supporters wanted so bad for him to win that Super Bowl when everyone knew it was his last go at it. Yeah. Um, so it made it tougher to lose as close as you guys did when he mm -hmm. had played so well and then he did get banged up. Um, Bengals. I mean, we haven't talked. We didn't talk about the Bengals at all, really, going in that playoff. Um, just exceeded expectations. I mean, we talked about them throughout the year last year. They get into the playoffs, um, win a playoff game for the first time in thirty years since I've been alive. It was just an unbelievable feeling, and that's all we really wanted out of the team this year was 
get to the big dance as far as the playoffs go, win a playoff game. Like, let us feel that. And Joey B did it. They they beat the Raiders in a close game, interception to seal it. And after that, it was kind of just house money. It was like, fuck it. We won one. Let's just see how far we can go. Well, that's what, yeah, I was, I mean, going into just that first Raider game, it was, you know, I was like, you know, I'm confident in you guys, you know, how how well can you guys go? And um, I remember you and your dad were just saying, like, let's just win this first game. That's all we literally care about. All like, we care the about. The rest, like you said, is house money. But, I mean, yeah, it was impressive. It you was, got it done. It you was got a that run. one win done. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like that, I said, it's disappointing. Same for, you know, me because we were so close. But at the end of the day, you exceeded expectations by a billion. Yeah, and I think, you know, I'm, it's literally what the Niners did this season, you know, two seasons prior, yeah. 20 2019 or 2020 Super Bowl and we went from two two wins to Super Bowl loss. It was the exact same same process. Yeah, I think, you know, for me, I I felt as a fan the most nervous for that Raider game because we were projected to win. I felt like we had the better team. We were supposed to win. And you've never seen it. And we've never seen it. Yeah. Like we always we were just waiting. Like, here it comes, here it comes. And even that last drive, cars going down the field, he converts like a third and 18. I'm like, and Bengals fans, I can speak for all of us. It was like, here we fucking go. It's hard out. to be a favorite in general. Yeah. Like, you just don't want to be a favorite. Yes, ever, 100%. And rip our heart out. So, but us like getting over that hump and the monkey off our back to beat the Raiders and win that playoff game was just the feeling I've, I can't even describe it. Like how good it felt to finally win a damn playoff game. And then it was like such a quick turnaround. We got Tennessee the next week, number one seed in the playoffs. You got Derrick Henry. Uh, you got those massive receivers. And it's like, who cares? Like, fuck it. Let's just go. And mm -hmm. sure enough, like we get Burrow gets sacked eight times. We win the game. Like find a way, just find a way to win. McPherson with a 53 boomer to win the game. And then, then it's like, all right, Kansas city, fuck it. We beat them in the regular season. We know we can beat them. We're down a billion at half. And sure enough, like just magic in the well, air. That that turning point right before half where they that they're on like the four yard line. Yeah. He threw that little uh out, out route to uh Tyreek. Tyreek stopped in bounds, goes to half. It goes to huge. Half. Huge. And then we end up winning that game. We get a Do they score the second half? Uh they did not score a touchdown in the second half. And we get to overtime and then it was just after the Mahomes versus Allen playoff. Overtime, one of the best playoff games I ever watched. They've changed the rule now because of it. Uh, both teams get the ball, but that happens to the Bengals, and the Bengals pick Mahomes on I've, third down. I've never seen a crowd roar so loud for their team to win a coin flip as Mahomes and KC in Arrowhead. Nuts. So, so you know the Bengals find a way to win that game at a couple late interceptions, defense on their back, and then we're in the fucking Super Bowl. Me and B Raymond go to the game, as some of you some of you may know, and just an unreal experience. We come up short, but you know it is what it is. I think anyone can say we exceeded expectations. Um, I listened to bold predictions from last year today, and me and B Raymond are like, let's just see progress in the team. Hopefully, they can get in the playoffs. And like for us to make a Super Bowl run like that was just so surreal. And even now, it doesn't seem like it fucking happened. Like it was so unreal and. For us to be in the stadium and, you know, Jamar running down the field free for Aaron Donald got the burrow is something else like, I don't really want to talk about. But um, that was a, a game. That a was game, a hell of a game. A game. But it's come up short. Rams Super Bowl champs. Um, 
2021's over now. We're on to 22. Moving on from, hold on, before we move on into the new season, that had to have been, well, heartbreaking losses just will change you. You know, I mean, I don't know if you felt that that was one of your more heartbreaking losses because of the, you know, the exceeding of expectations, as you said. But what would you say as a fan has been your most heartbreaking loss? Any team, any sport, any year? Well, I want to get more specific with that. Do you think it's more heartbreaking when you're there or watching it on TV? Because I have a very strong opinion about this. Ooh, that's a tough question. Okay, I I could probably answer this really well. You've been to a Super Bowl. I've been to the 2014 NFC Championship against the Seattle Seahawks. Mm -hmm. Nothing, nothing has prepared me for that moment when overtime happens and Doug Baldwin catches right over to Ramon Williams for a touchdown. The game's over, and you just don't realize it's over, and you like basically end your whole day on like a real low depression see and i it it doesn't register as well when you're at home it hits you right in the gut immediately when you're there you don't it doesn't register like you're there but it's you're not there i I, it's it's different yeah when i i feel like it's much harder on a loss when i'm at home watching in front of my tv where as if i'm at the game i almost feel like involved in the game like where it doesn't really register and I'm just kind of like focusing the moment where it's almost easier to take a loss. I don't know what it is. Um, but for me, the Super Bowl loss wasn't as bad as me watching the Bengals losing the playoffs to the Steelers on that whole debacle. Like that to me ripped my heart out. Oh, the uh, pass the interference and then the, the Jeremy Hill fumble. Yes. Yeah. That's, that was that's worse your... for me mm-hmm. than losing the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's interesting because I have kind of two weird takes on this is for me, like my heartbreaking losses, it's different because for me, it's it's not necessarily the biggest game is the most heartbreaking loss for me because like you could say right. like Notre Dame losing to Alabama on paper should be my most heartbreaking loss, right. but it's not actually, which is weird. Or you could say the Notre Dame Bush Bush push loss is my biggest heartbreaking loss because it was so close. The game didn't mean as much for Notre Dame, but it was so close against a huge rival. But the funny thing is for me is it was the year after was the most heartbreaking loss when Notre Dame lost to USC because we should have beat USC. I always feel like never and we had we hadn't beaten USC at that point for like like eight straight years or something like that. And it was like Liner was gone. Bush was gone. It's John David Booty. They had good receivers. They had Maluga. You know, they had a good team, but we still had Quinn. We still had Samarja. And we still lost that game. Like, that one hurt worse for me. It's always worse when you believe you're going to win and you don't. Or, like, Mm -hmm. you have that moment in the game where, like, we're going to win this, and then you don't. Well, back to that Seahawk game. I watched Seahawk fans leave at halftime. Leave. Unreal. To uh, sick to my stomach, Bostic fucking fumbles that uh, onside kick. They throw this reverse dumbass touchdown to that tight end who they all yelled, who cares? And then we scored zero points in the second half. Okay, why are we just putting ourselves in fucking complete depression to start? You this asked is, it. I mean, this is no, I asked be, it. Well, it was only because I know I mean, I, we lost a Super Bowl. It, I, I, we know, did. We lost and I, and a I fucking lost Super Bowl. Li- you know, we both lost live at, at SoFi. <laughs> Both against the Rams, you know they were back tough to back, losses. or back to back games. Yeah. yeah, they were tough losses, but it's just funny. Like heart, the you know the most heartbreaking loss for me actually isn't 
the thing one you'd expect. Oh, it's yeah. It's interesting. Oh, and yeah. same with you. You know, it's it's a playoff game, divisional round. It know? just... It's interesting. It just... I was thinking about We never thought day. we were going to win, but then when you get to the big dance, you're like, this team can't lose almost. That's how you kind of start feeling, but then you're like, yeah. fuck. No, like, it's, it's hard. It is hard. Don't get me but wrong. It's hard. Regardless, they, they covered four and a half, though. Regardless, AFC champion, you know, can't be upset. You go into KC, you go into Tennessee, and the team's young. Mm-hmm. The, the team's young, and we're going to get into that as we move on to the next season. So let's transition. Um, after the Super Bowl, you have a little bit of downtime, and then tampering period begins where basically free agency starts and we expected some moves but no one expected this shit chaos absolute chaos and i want to get do you want to should we get into the the signings or do you guys want to talk about the trades first let's do let's do the trades the trades well signings trades and then draft because the trades will kind of work into the draft okay so you know let's talk about signings i'm gonna run through the signings after it just let me know which ones stand out to you of being impact move for these guys. So you have Armstead signing with the Dolphins. You have Vaughn Miller with the Bills for a huge deal. Tyron Matthews still a free agent. Um, Allen Robinson goes to the Rams. Chandler Jones goes to the Raiders. Trubisky goes to the Steelers because Big Ben retires. He's now pretty much the guy in line going into the draft. Gilmore just signs with the Colts. J.C. Jackson to the Chargers. Uh, Randy Gregory goes to the Broncos after he backs out after an agreement with the, the Cowboys. Uh, MVS and Juju go to the Chiefs. Um, they have to fill a gap as we'll get into with the trades. Uh, Zadarius Smith goes to the Vikings. Marcus Mariota is now the starter in Atlanta as we'll get into that trade with Matt Ryan. And then Bobby Wagner with the Rams. And then the Jaguars just spend a bunch of fucking meaningless money on <laughs> Christian Kirk and Sharif and um, Z- uh, Zay Jones. So, out of those signings, one, which we believe is going to be the most impactful, and then two, um, which team you think spent the wisest money in this free agency? I think, for, to answer your first question, I think Chandler Jones, on the opposite side of Max Crosby, is terrifying. Dangerous. I think that's a really good signing for the Raiders. They've been trying to replace Max since they traded him. They replaced him. And then they drafted Mac. Um, Mad Max, they have a really good pass rush now. And then they extended Mad Max too for a huge yeah. deal. And they, they gave him a bunch of money. They have a D line for the you know four or five years of top talent. I think that was like my most impactful. I think he'll go into a division that's extremely tough. We're getting into the, tr- the big trade, but you have to have pass rush in this division to compete. You have to. And I think that that stood out to me the most with the Raiders. No, that's a that's a good one. Um, for me, like I, as a whole, you know, you could you could say Chargers, you could say Raiders, you know, you could say a lot of teams. Um, individually, I think an underrated one actually has been Von Miller to the Bills for the same reasons that you just said. The Bills have come up short two years in a row against the Chiefs, and they've kind of identified we've given Mahomes too much time in the pocket at the end of the games, so we need to address that position right now. And get it done. Do so. you agree with the money of how much? No. That was so too, much money. Too many years. It was many so years, much fucking much money. money. But you you get a guy, you worry about the money later. Yeah. I, I you, mean, you, whatever it you takes, go for you it. figure it out. You're like, what's the Super Bowl worth, right? Because mm-hmm. honestly, I mean, shit, I think Josh Allen, oh, he already got his deal. So, I mean. But it's Diggs, the biggest. Diggs got his deal. Diggs, Diggs got just his got deal. his deal. But it's the biggest, I think, the most pressure on a team to win now in the whole NFL. Bills. Is the Bills. 
I mean, I think we'll get into. I think just they're not only do we see it, but they see it, right? They give oh, yeah. Von Miller his money. No, they're they're they're, they're all, all in. in. All this in. This is it. This is the year. But so, but guess who else is all in? Every other team in, in the, the AFC. AFC. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm going to go with uh, J.C. Jackson with the Chargers. That's a good pick. Um, you know, before the Tyree kill move, you still have really good receivers in that division. You know, now with Devontae in there, you got, you know, the Chiefs have a couple guys and the Broncos have a good receiving core as well. You have a surefire number one corner now who's a ball hawk. Put him with Derman James on the back end. Now you have the pieces that he really wants on that defense to make it like the Rams from a few years back when he was a coordinator there. So I think that was a big move. It was yeah, a lot him, of money. Him and Asante will be sweet. Yeah, that's like two mm-hmm. really good corners there. So um, moving on to the trades, and this was when shit just got absolutely berserk. Uh, we had Tyree go to the Miami Dolphins for a first, a second, and a fourth, and then a 2023 fourth and sixth. Immediately after the trade, he signs a four-year, $120 million extension, which seemed to be the theme of things um, going into the trades once the trades were finalized. Um, Deshaun Watson goes to the Browns uh, for three number ones, a three, two fours, and he gets a five-year, $230 million extension, fully guaranteed, only one ever in the NFL. Um, Amari Cooper goes to the Browns for a fifth, and they swap six. Matt Ryan for a third to the Colts. Robert Woods to the Titans for a six. Russell Wilson, another huge trade to the Broncos for a fourth, two ones, two twos, a fifth. Drew Locke, Noah Fant, and Shelby Harris. Devontae Adams to the Raiders for a first and a second. <laughs> I forgot about that trade. Like all the players involved. All as the well. players. Um Isn't that crazy. Devontae Adams also signs an extension for five hundred and forty one point two five million. Cleo Mack to the Chargers for a second and a six. Carson Wentz to the Commanders for two threes and a seventh. And obviously, everyone knows about the trades. We've had them been able to settle for the last few weeks. It's hard to say which is the most impactful, but what is the most impactful to you guys out of all these trades? Uh, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's. I mean, you just think of the names you just said. Right. Incredible. I mean, I... I you could honestly say, I mean, Carson Wentz has been an all-pro guy before. You know, Khalil Mack has been an all-pro guy before. Defensive player of the year. Devontae Adams. You know, Russell will... I mean, we're talking about all-pro players. Every single one of these guys is going to make the biggest impact. I'll say... Referring to just the quarterback position in this one, I think it's very interesting. Because you have Carson Wentz, who is literally on his last leg. Yeah. I think that one is very interesting, considering that the commanders think they have the defense to do it. And even the skill players with the skill, McLaurin. You know, with McLaurin. They've got guys, and they're just basically saying, like, hey, we're not very far away. Like, we just need you to write this ship. Can you do it? Or else you're done forever. Kind of what they wanted to do with Fitz last year when Fitz getting, getting hurt. Yeah, and and Matt Ryan, kind of the same-ish way to the Colts. You yeah. Know, someone that they think has a little bit more to give than Carson Wentz and some of that I believe in a little bit more, and they're thinking, hey, you didn't have the – you know, the defense around you, the team around you the last couple of years, but we know you've been there. Let's see you do it now because I still think the Colts have one of the best defenses in the NFL and one of the best teams. Yeah. So it's those two, I think, are very interesting. Maybe not the biggest, you know, right. splash ones that I know you guys are going to talk about right now, but I think those two might be the more one of the more interesting trades. B? I mean, 
The Broncos got fucking Russell Wilson. Right. Crazy. Right. It, I mean, I know that's chalk, but we're talking about a team that can win seven, eight games with rotating quarterbacks and Drew Locke throwing picks. Got Russell fucking Wilson. Yeah. With all those if, weapons. If anyone thinks that the Broncos are going to be bad, you got another thing coming. No, no, no one's going to think they're bad. Well, we you know said it. Wilson. We said it all last year. Like, the Broncos were a QB away. The Broncos were a QB away from being really good. That roster was stacked last year. Um, I'm going to say mine is a little off. I'm between, you know, you can say Watson, you can say Devontae, but Tyreek Hill getting traded was an absolute bombshell. Yeah. Like, people thought maybe Devontae, there was rumors to him to the Raiders for the last couple of years with the whole car situation. We knew Watson was going to get traded, and it was a little crazy how the whole scenario worked out where he said no to the Browns, then ended up saying yes. We didn't know, but we knew he was getting traded. But no one really saw Tyreek getting traded. And for the Dolphins to land him and the other pieces they made with Armstead and how they kind of positioned it where it's like, you want to talk about a quarterback's last chance and Wentz? Tua has everything now. He's got like four games. <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. like, it's not even a season. Like you have four games. Yeah, to show me it, you're a good quarterback. Because they signed or Teddy Daniels, Bridgewater, right? Yeah. Or yeah, Daniels is gonna ship yeah. somebody out that can. You have Glasecki, Hill, Waddle, a a pretty good upgraded offensive line, and your defense and special teams have been good for two, three An years. Offensive now. minded head coach. And then you get Moser. And you got Mostert. And you got the other, they got another running oh, back. Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds. Like, if there is, like, we talk about teams going all in, there's a lot that's of a, teams going all in. That's a fucking track team. Yeah, they have a, a fucking good, 4 by 100 team. And I know you're there. not as big of a believer in the Dolphins as I am or some other people, but I love Jalen Waddle, and I'm excited to see that team on the field. I love Waddle a lot more with Tyreek on the other side. I just love Waddle, period. I mean, Waddle he, broke the rookie receptions he's a, record. He's a freaking stud. He's a like, stud. I'm sorry, but that guy Does he have insane. a quarterback? Does he have, I mean, is Tua good enough? To win, I'll not, answer your question. Two is good enough to win that division. I don't know. The, the, the Bills, the Bills the are fucking great. Football, right? I mean, come on, Bills are we're great. talking like to get them to the playoffs and potentially make a run once they get there and be a scary team once they're there. Yeah, yeah I think so. Two, two is exceptional at Alabama. Yeah, and this Miami Dolphins is it's, starting to have some oh, Alabama oh, talent. It, it is. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's it's stupid. I mean, but the problem is, is like the whole AFC got better. Well, you know what's crazy is. And I, you know, it's funny is I had this conversation with somebody also is we were talking about the salary cap and it was before anything even happened. This is almost before the offseason, I feel like. And I just literally said to them, I was like, when does the Chiefs situation just kind of blow up? You know, like right. you've signed Mahomes to this massive deal. Chris Jones has a huge deal. Kelsey's Kelsey got his deal. deal. Yeah. At what point does somebody have to get shipped? Right. And who is it? You know what I mean? And didn't it seem like all of a sudden within... Four hours of hearing about the yeah. Tyree Kill news. He's on the Dolphins. It was literally it was like, half a day. It was, it was like, like morning whoa. to afternoon. He's the in NFL the just well, split on its what axis. Led, what led to that is... Devontae. My Devontae. Pushing, yeah. pushing the cap. The, pushing, well, not pushing the cap, but pushing the receiver signing. The guaranteed money. Up. Yeah. And the, I mean, it just and, ruined the Chiefs. The annual... Well, because Tyreek looked and goes, I can get this same exact deal. There's no one statistically better than me and Adams at this point. Cooper Cup had the one it. year, but for three years, oh, yeah, Adams and Hill have been kind of running. About it. The Raiders almost did the smartest thing in the world by making Tyreek leave. They Yeah, they got Adams they, and they, they forced Tyreek out. Yeah, they forced Tyreek out by making Tyreek saying, wait a minute, why don't I deserve that kind of money? Yeah. 
and now Tyreek's, you know, and then we're in this vicious cycle. Now Stephon Diggs is getting that money, oh and then God. and now Debo, you know, what I mean, now Debo, the, Ra- the yeah. Raiders have almost started a chain reaction of like fucking just receivers getting shipped and traded. I mean, what, we'll, we'll even know what's going to happen with my guy. And what's crazy about it too is the Chiefs had a deal in place with the Jets or the Dolphins. Yeah, like they had two deals in place within four hours for Tyreek, and it was just a matter of like where Tyree kind of wanted to go. Well, I think the NFL looked, one, the Chiefs are going to get worse. There's no doubt about it. Right. He is one of the best playmakers in football. Mm-hmm. And two, we're getting Tyreek fucking Hill. Like, ship the money, Well, the Dolphins, ship the picks. The Dolphins have just been slowly just grinding draft picks. It started with when uh, they trade-raped uh, the Texans multiple times for, for Kenny t- Stills and yeah. Tunsil. They yeah. got multiple first round picks, multiple seconds, multiple thirds. They flip that for Trey Lance and get even more first round picks. Now they're in a position of power where they're saying, okay, if I need to get a receiver, I'm going to get an all pro guy right now. If I need to get a quarterback, I have, I'm in position to get one in the next year. If I'm in, they were in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. They were, they yeah. played, a, they played their hands so well for the past four years to now where they're ready to make that push. But now. they almost fucked everything up with the Brian Flores situation where like it just dropped a bombshell on the whole organization. Do and you it, believe that? Brady was going to take Sean Payton to Miami before the whole Brian uh, Flores. That was smoke. There's a lot smoke. of smoke. Too do much you, smoke. Do you think that they're trying to that the ownership was trying to pay Brian Flores for games to lose games? Hundred G's. We're not that kind of podcast to talk about conspiracy you know, lawsuits and stuff. Conspiracy. What do I talk about the lawsuit? It's We're a conspiracy. About, it's a conspiracy. Hundred G's. Oh, I would 100% intentionally lose games to get better. I would, too. I don't think. And guess what? The fans want that, too. Yeah, I don't. Dolphins fans like, yeah, let's lose more football games. But they they remember, they they won like eight straight this year. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Uh, I don't think they're trying to tank this year. I think they're trying to tank the other year. But regardless, okay, moving on, who won free agency? If you had to pick one team to win through the trades, through the free agency signings, be who who won free agency? I I want to say Browns, but I'm going to go with the Raiders. I think Raiders have been missing kind of that number one since they shipped Amari Cooper out of town. Um, they got the best. They got Devontae Adams, who has is comfortable with Carr, best friends with Carr. They got Chandler Jones. Just I just named Chandler Jones. Devontae Adams went to the same team in right. a tough division. They had to win the new coaching staff, you know, Patriots, uh, GM, an old Patriots guy, a Patriots coach, and then they go and make gigantic moves to get better. They won the offseason, especially it happened right after Russell Wilson went to Denver, you know? So, like... It happened right after the the Cleo Mack and the J.C. Jackson thing, too, to the Chargers. Chargers got instantly better. Broncos got instantly better. And then the Raiders like, well, we can't wait around or we're going to go in full rebuild. Right? Yeah. So they got instantly better. And they got Josh McDaniels. Of course, I'm going to be biased because Devontae, but damn, the Raiders look really good on paper right now. My problem with the Raiders is no doubt they got better. Like you had Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones, you're automatically much better. But is it enough better to put a Band-Aid on the parts where they struggled at last year? Right? Yes, Adams is going to help the pass game a little bit, which they struggled and didn't have a true number one. All they had was kind of Renfro and a bunch of other pieces. Waller always hurt. But then their secondary is still suspect. They traded for Rockyson. Rockyson, but they don't have a number one corner. They got two twos or a two and a three, potentially, right? Who's going to shut they down? They have like three twos. 
But that's a good that's a good secondary it, now. It's you know good. I, mean? I don't know if it's good. Linebacker core is really weak. Linebacker core was weak last year. Like mm-hmm. they're strong up front, right? They're strong on the de- in the trenches on defense. They're you know it seems like they got a hit at with Morig at safety. But this is what we did last year, and especially me, I shit on the Raiders because I didn't see a lot of talent on that defense. They made playoffs. They did. They made the playoffs, and I just. I just don't know if they did enough on that side of the ball in those positions to make that jump. No doubt they're better. I just don't know if they did enough there. You know, Josh Jacobs, injury prone. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers. I'm going to go with the Chargers. Um, They upgraded in a ton of different ways with Gerald Everett at tight end. They get J.C. Jackson. They You get Khalil Mack. If Khalil Mack's able to stay healthy, that might be the best pass rush. You talk about Chandler Jones – and uh, Mad Max. Mad Max. Now you're talking Bosa and oh no, that's that's disgusting. It's unreal. And um, they they re-signed some of their guys with Mike Williams. They're giving Herbert all the pieces to be Another successful. Another team going all in. Another team going all in. So you know you, you have to go all in before you give Herbert three hundred million dollars. I want to pick my Bengals so bad because we did everything I wanted them to do. Like, they had a great great offseason. Off Three new offensive line starters, which is what we needed to do. Yeah, with Lyle Collins, but I, it's hard to overlook what the Chargers did. Like mm-hmm. you just can't overlook that. Who's yours? Whoever signs Tyron Matthew will win free agency. Really? If he goes to Whoa. the Raiders, the Raiders win free agency. If he goes to the Colts, the Colts win free agency. See, I don't know if the Colts will sign him now without they sign Gilmore. I've heard of the I, Cowboys. He had a. I mean, if they pick up the Steelers. I've heard if they pick up Matthew Gilmore, Matt Ryan. That's that's a huge. That's fridge. my point. Yeah, I okay. think if he goes to the Colts, that team is fucking stacked. So where do you think he ends up? Is that where you think he ends up in, in Indianapolis? Yeah. What? Why do you say? Yeah, Colts. You had an envision ahead of where you think he's going to go. I think he goes to the Colts or okay. the Raiders. Like it's it's okay. between the two. I'd say it's probably about you know sixty percent Colts from what I've heard, forty Raiders, and then ten Saints. Because he's been in New Orleans, that's yeah. where he's from. So I've seen that a lot. But I think if he, whatever contender he goes to, that's a huge leadership. That's a big locker room guy. Probably the best instincts at the safety position. I I think he is a huge. And you know I'm a Honey Badger guy, so I'm gonna have a little bias I, there. But I think he upgrades any secondary immediately. If I'm the Colts, I'm going to get Julio too. Like get Matt Ryan with Julio again. Like yeah, fuck it. Just why not? Throw, yeah. throw him in the room. Why not? Fuck it. Um, getting more specific. Who's your team to be in the AFC West? Because all these teams got better. Every single team in the AFC West. I mean, arguably I the, the Chiefs got worse. Possibly. The Chiefs, I mean, they still got Frank Clark back. You know, they get MVS and they get Juju. I know it's no Tyreek, but it's fucking still the Chiefs. And that's my point. It's still the Chiefs. So who who who's the best team in the AFC West? It's still the Chiefs. Wow. Until someone knocks them down, I'm still taking the Chiefs. 100%. B? It's hard not to say that. But just show me. Just yeah. show me. We thought the Cardinals had a huge offseason the year before with Watt. Yeah. You know, uh, show we me. We say team to beat, but Cleo like. Leo Mack hasn't been healthy in five years. Like, yes. you know, what are we talking about? Broncos, Chargers, Raiders all got better, and they have to go prove that now. They do. They and do. guess what? They still have Mahomes. And that's, that's what matters. They still have Mahomes. I think they got worse, though. I think it's definitely yeah, they doable. Might've. They might have. And everyone and got fine. much better. I feel like everyone the got uh, second half of the Bengals game exposed their ass. I want to ask you, B. Oh, boy. I mean, considering what we saw the Dolphins get for Tyreek, do you feel a little slighted that the Packers only got a first and a second for Devontae? Because I feel I feel that way, and it's not even my team, honestly. See, at first, I was like, 
you know, super dope. I would have maybe like the first, second, and then maybe like a third in the next draft. Give me something. <laughs> I, but I was like, you know what? If I don't want to pay a wide receiver $27 million. I really no. didn't. Um, I love that we have four picks in the first 59, you know, picks this year. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. I'm gonna miss exciting. Ad- I'm gonna miss Adams, but yeah, after seeing the Tyreek, I'm like, dude, we couldn't get another fourth, another seventh. That's throw mean. me a third next year, like, yeah. give me some more picks. Well, plus, I mean, you've seen him. Mean, we talked about he's it. he's better than Tyreek. Hill. Tyreek Hill was, you know, a fifth round pick. Devontae Adams was a second or Se- third, a if second I'm not mistaken. Round. You know, like second round. There's value in those picks, and I think if you would have picked up another one, you well, know, a third. But I think the thing is, is they had something. leverage that he was only gonna say yes to. The Raiders. And that's my problem is like, True. was there a bidding war like there was for Tyreek? I don't think there was. Like True. the Dolphins and the Jets had a bidding war for Tyreek. It was point. seemed like it was just the Raiders in on Devontae. I think we offered him similar money and it or a trade to the Raiders. Yeah, I think sense. like, you know, like Aaron was like, hey, you can either sign with us or you like go play with Carl. I'm cool with that. The coaching staff and Goot did the same thing. Like, hey, you can sign with us. We'll give you money. We're, we're going to make space for you. Or we'll give you what you want. You want to go to Vegas, play with Carr. We're cool with that too. We're going to get something. And they got, I think they got a lot for not going through a bidding war. Because I guarantee the Jets could have gave us a billion more picks. Right. But is Devontae going to say yes? No, he would have just took money in Green Bay. Right. Which also not a bad thing. No, I I would have loved it. All right. So I want each of you to give me power rankings come out today. Top team in the AFC Top team in the NFC, post free agency, post trades, pre draft. Oof. All right, I'll go with. I'm gonna chalk uh, NFC. I think the Super Bowl champions. They lost a few things, but like they got Allen Robinson. Matthew Stafford has a Super Bowl win under his belt. Bobby I Wagner. think they're yeah they got Bobby. I think they're the team to beat. I don't know if they necessarily got better, but that is a power ranking one in the NFC. AFC. Um, I'm going to go with the Bengals. Fuck yeah. They're in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Joe Burrow has a lot of fucking swag. And they literally Not get as much swag as I think. No, they have a lot. He has a lot of swag. I think bro. his swag's overrated. No, he has a lot of swag. On the field, swag. Off the field, I think he's overhyped swag. Overhyped that, off field swag. Okay, I'm cool that's with that. I'm like cool bad, with that. On the field, you yeah. know I think he's a gamer. I'm, bad, I'm down. Bad fashion, you think? Just trying too hard fashion, Look, listening, hey, talking to they, too much. Like They won 10 games with having probably a bottom five offensive line. Yeah, and they, did, they did everything right in free agency. I loved what they've done in free agency. Um, you know, I hope they draft what you know I'll, I'll we'll get into that later just what i expect them to draft and i think the Bengals would be fucking sweet cool <laughs> who's your power rankings uh you know it like i said before you know you got to show me you can beat the chiefs before you do it you know so it's, until some the chiefs really fall off a cliff it's the chiefs with the bills right there the bills i think just they didn't lose anything and they only got better this offseason with Von Miller. You know, I think that's a scary team. So I'm going to go them. Just not the team who represent the AFC. Go ahead. No, no. But you know what? Tell me you wouldn't say they're going to be right there again this year. They're going to be in there. You know, and you know, and I'm not even a Josh Allen guy. So for me to say that is a lot because I've been doubting that guy for the last four years. I love Josh Allen. That's good. And I'm kind of turning that corner with him too. And then the NFC is, uh, 
Um, overall, it's probably the Bucks right now. Um, they lost a little bit in their secondary. I think they need to make a move in the secondary, honestly, whether that be Matthew or whether that is in the free agency. But um, it's probably the Bucks and them right now. Um, I'm gonna say NFC. Fuck, I think it's anyone. I, I'm gonna stick with the Rams just because they, they are who they are. I mean, yeah, I, and the Bucks are up there too. You, I still think the Packers are gonna be really good even with, without Devontae. I think those three teams. It's a three three horse race. I don't really see anyone else coming out of the NFC. Um, and then the AFC, I think it's Bills or Bengals. I, I really do. I think I think the Chiefs. The the loss of Tyron Matthews is gonna be huge. I mean, if you're gonna say it's that big of someone to pick him up, it's gonna be that big to lose him on the defense side of the ball. Agreed. On a suspect defense as well. Agreed. And the loss of Tyreek. So um, I I understand that they've been in the AFC Championship the last two years, three years, whatever it's been. Um, but I think the Bengals got better. I think the Bills should have been in that game in the first place. Uh, the Bills were probably a better team than the Bengals last year, so I can understand them being there. Um, you were you were more scared to play the B- Bills than oh, the Chiefs last year. 100%. You sure. did not want to go to Buffalo. That no. was the last place you wanted no, to go. No, we went God. to Kansas City and we beat them, and that was, we were getting blown out at halftime, but we'd already beat the yeah, Chiefs. Yeah, you're damned if you don't, if you don't you'd play either right. team, but just the way the Bills were playing, you the, the Chiefs are built to beat a team like the Bills, you know what I mean? Right. The Bengals might not have gotten out of Buffalo. And we were young. And that's and a fair fair comment we were young and stupid and like we didn't know what we didn't know so i think now that we believe we're good i think it could really help us i don't know if we get back to that point but until you know you represent the afc i think someone's got to come take that from you um and that's what they did the Bengals did to the chiefs so i gotta put them up there in the top so it's the afc so loaded though it's it's really tough to say um with that you know k-morg mentioned the bucks brady retires for 30 seconds a month comes back who cares i mean we have to mention it brady comes back anything on it yeah another well, i think arians it, retires that's interesting that was yeah. part of it i that's, think that's interesting i 100 percent think he fucking hated arians well big conspiracy guy here i fucking hate arians too though yeah you do hate arians um shit i mean I was watching the offseason and even losing Adams, we resign uh we signed Douglas, we signed uh Campbell back, who was all pro linebacker. You know what I mean? And we gathered a lot of picks. I was like, dude, let's beat the let's beat the Rams this year. I think we got a shot if the Niners get rid of Jimmy G. And that's, Tom Brady comes back. And the Niners keep Jimmy G. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, and man. yeah, Jimmy G's still a Niner. So but, t- but tell me the Bucks wouldn't have been good if they would have got Jimmy G. They still would have been a really good they football okay. team. They would have been okay. They would have been okay. They would have been a good football you team. Had a, you have $100,000 right now to put in Vegas. What team is Jimmy G on week one of the NFL season? Ooh. The best bet is honestly the 49ers. Stay? Yeah. And be a backup? Yeah. Fucking incredible. You, like took your team to the NFC Championship and you come yeah. back as a backup. And Trey Lance will win, you know, with the great defense, offensive line, all that. He'll win nine games. You won nine last year. Yeah, but we also won the NFC Championship. It's also so, true. Suck a dick. But Trey Lance won't. All right, that wraps up pretty much the NFL offseason before the draft, which is the big news that we're in here today for and leading up to the draft. Uh, me and Kate Morg are actually going with media credentials to the NFL draft next week. So uh, we will be live. Really jealous. In Vegas, um, giving you all the updates. Um, we might be running picks up to Goodell. We don't know yet. Um, they haven't given us the full <laughs> um, itinerary yet of the trip. That's part, part of my negotiations. Yeah. We'll see. Are you going to announce the Packers pick 22? Um, yeah, that's part, that's part of the Juwan itinerary. Dotson. Yeah, I'll have you FaceTime. 
So um, I just named it. We'll go live on Instagram for the the post party parties as well for the draft. Um, we have it all. We have it all. We have credentials, everything. So um, we'll be there <laughs> for all that. Um, but before we get into our mock draft, which will be next week, um, let's do our position rankings. You know, because obviously position rankings are a lot different than what actually happens in the mock. This is what yeah. we believe is going to um, really where these players should be ranked on big boards because that's how NFL teams do it. So let's get into the top five for each position. Let's start with obviously our quarterback. So K-Morg, who is your top five college quarterbacks for the NFL draft? You want me to lead it off? Yeah. Oh, man. You're the college football I've guy. got, I have a, I have a outrageous one. You know what's crazy though? So before we really get into it. Can't wait to hear This that. is the one time of year where it's like, I like the NFL. We're like, no, we're like me and K Morg. Like, it's like that meme where you shake hands, right? Because like college football, NFL just come together as one. And you and don't have to argue draft. each other and I don't yeah. have to tell you guys to shut your mouths. <laughs> yeah. Like we can just be friends on this because yeah, I love it. NFL and college come together as one for the NFL draft. We can be civil for the one time. It does. It does. That is a fair, that is a fair statement from you. Do you want to go last with the quarterback since yours is so off the charts? Sure. All right. B, what, what's your quarterback rankings? I mean, controversial as well, but um, and a, some biasness. I will throw that out there. When I say my number one, you'll realize that. So Desmond Ritter's number yes, one. Yes, Desmond Ritter's number one. Cincinnati, baby. Uh, which is, I don't think it's that far stretch. He's that flying far up the boards too. People, People do like him. They love him. They said he's the most well-rounded re- NFL ready. Fair. So it's not like crazy, Fair. but... It's a little biased. Um, number two, I have Matt Corral. Wow. Okay. Old Miss. I see him going this way, actually. I actually do see him. So going you see him going down. down a little bit. I'm not saying mine. I'm just saying from what I've seen. I've seen right. Ritter go up. I've yeah. seen Corral mm-hmm. go down. I think it's mainly because of his size. I think he's a day two but guy, but we'll I, yeah, I don't think he goes in the first. But I think he's that talented. I I love him. He played really well at Ole Miss. He battled injury all year. Mm-hmm. Well coached. Yeah. He's my number two. Okay. Three, Sam Howe. Okay. When he had weapons, he was the one of the best players in college football. All his weapons left, and he was still pretty decent. They weren't the team they wanted to be, and the expectations were pretty high for him, but he could run well, he can use his feet, and he's got a nice arm. I mm-hmm. think he'll be a decent pro. Okay. Four, uh, Malik Willis. Okay. I'm buying. I'm buying some hype here. I I didn't have him in my top five just you know three months ago, mm-hmm. but he might be the first first quarterback in this draft. Yeah. I think he is. I think he's going to be the first quarterback. I, I'm buying the hype. I didn't watch Liberty. You know what I mean? Like, why would I go watch Liberty? Panthers. Six Ooh. to Panthers. I don't think he gets out of the top ten. I think it's six or eight. Really? Who's eight? Falcons. Falcons. Uh, Falcons. Yeah. I, I think he's. I think it goes. Giants, Panthers, Giants, Falcons. I think he doesn't get does not get out of the top ten. Wow. So I'm I'm buying some hype. He's low. He's going to be low on the list, obviously, because I didn't watch Liberty a lot. But I'm buying some hype. I'm buying into the kids. Fucking talented. Okay. And five, it's going to be Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. I think for the most part, that's the five on the list, right? That you have, or is there anyone else that that you, is the exact five? I have that's the exact list. five I have two in different order. Yes. Right. Same. So those are the five guys. Mm-hmm. So what what's your order that you have them in? Sure. I have Sam Howell number one. You've been a big Sam Howell guy. Yeah, I love that. I I love Sam Howell too. I to to what B said, it's true. You know, when Sam Howell, 
you know, had his guys and his team around him was better, he was very good. And even even this season, he was still very good, just on a very bad team. Right. Like the team around him was really bad this year, but he was still that guy. You yeah. Know? I, I I did see him play against Notre Dame, and it literally looked like a pro quarterback doing whatever he could running for his life yeah and he and he ran all over the field he did whatever he could to help his team win and he was competitive in every game like he did everything he could he looked great at the nfl combine a lot of people said he had the best combine and and that's one of the things i do look at like i don't love combines for a lot of other positions but for nfl draft i do because i do think that's a pressure position and i think to do what you do at the nfl combine as a quarterback is challenging. And I think that's a big deal to throw those deep balls and be that guy. Pro days are a lot more controlled, a lot more to your strengths. NFL combine is like, Hey, throw this ball 50 yards downfield back shoulder and figure it out. And Sam Howell did that. So to me, it impressed me as well there. It says it it goes to say something that he was projected to be the number one quarterback before the start of the season. And I don't think his play, what, like you guys said, was that bad. I think he's still going to be The team was bad. They underperformed. Mm -hmm. Go through the rest of your list. I have Matt Corral too as well. Oh wow! Yeah, I have, I have Corral too. To me, he was the best quarterback. He was the best decision maker, I think, in this draft class. And I think all season I saw that. Watching him on the field with a good team to me was like, okay, this is a guy that can run an offense, get it done, make good decisions, the right decisions under a, a you know a good very mobile too. coach in Lane Kiffin mm-hmm. that threw a lot at him and gave him a lot of control of that yeah. offense. And I thought he he exceeded my own expectations of him this season. I I'm actually a pretty high on Matt Corral guy. Okay. I think he could have a good NFL career. Three three. I've got uh, Desmond Ritter at three. Hell um, yeah. Oh no no no. I'm sorry. I pick it at three. Okay. Sorry. I pick it at three. Um, oh Ritter at four. Ritter at four. Pick at three. Ritter four. Um, pretty close, but I think. You know, Pickett's a little more refined. You know, I think if you want to, if you can make that risk and go for Ritter because you think he has more upside, do it. And I think Ritter does have more upside than Pickett. I'd say, you know, Ritter fits into a team right now like the Saints where he can win immediately. I think he's more of that guy for Pickett, whereas Ritter might go to a Seahawks and get better and grow with that team. And maybe he's the guy in, you know, three years. So, and then five Malik Willis. Um, I just saw too much inconsistency throughout the year. He is the guy that has the great pro day, and now everyone's all hyped on Right. You know, he's that guy. You know, I watched him all year at Liberty. He's a good quarterback. He's a good college quarterback. That doesn't mean he's a great NFL quarterback. Right. Um, Same five guys, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I tried to take in consideration, which I didn't know if it was the right thing to do, of like where I project them to go as well as what I think of them. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have Willis one. I just think the upside is through the roof. The tools are there. I think he has a chance. To be an absolute superstar, just because he can throw the ball far, like if it clicks like to the highest level, guy that no, sucks out the draft. I mean, like, what's to say he's much different than Zach Wilson? Like the tools that Zach Wilson flashed last year, and that didn't and turn out to be that good. We don't know yet. We'll see. I, I, I mean, you could say that Zach Wilson had a better year than Trevor Lawrence. Like, if we're gonna be fair, so I, I, I just, I think there's a lot of upside with Willis, and like, there's no Trevor Lawrence in this draft, right? So, it's the upside with Willis. His ceiling is a lot higher than these other four guys. So I think I can put comfortably like Willis one because you really don't know what you're going to get with them. Where I think the other four, you can know what you're going to get. Okay. Um, I have Ritter too. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just think, you know, a little bias as well, but I just, the guy's mature. The guy, the guy, I actually disagree with Stone you. cold winner. I disagree with you, K-Morg, that uh, the best decision maker in this draft is actually Ritter over Corral. I think Corral has a better arm and the, you know, he's kind of a gunslinger, but I think Ritter... You break down some of that film, you know, Orlovsky did. 
a whole game when he played Indiana and just his reads and you know though his progressions were just top notch. Um, so I think I think Ritter is the best decision maker in this draft class. Um, I got Pickett third, not a Pickett guy, but I once again I mix in what I think he's going to go. I think he's, he's just be refined, top. you know, he's, refined he's kind of fifth year guy, guy yeah. just like Ritter. Um, but you're not, that's what you're going to get. That's my thing. Right. Like Pickett is is who he is. Um, Sam Howell four, and the Matt Corral five. Okay. Um, let's comp these guys. Let Let's comp. So. Um, We'll each go through a guy. Whose list down whose list do you want to go? Um, let's go B's list. Right. B at the top. B number one guy. Ritter. Who do you comp him to? I think Ritter can be hmm. I think he could be a more athletic Kirk Cousins. Um he's he's got a he's a little bit more mobile, but that's not saying Kirk Cousins is mobile. He just makes makes good decisions. He's gonna throw for a ton of yards in the NFL. And not throw a ton of picks. I don't know if that'll transition into a lot of wins, though. I have who? Who do you have, Watson? Or I have him as Deshaun Watson. You have how? Wait, I have who? Ritter as Deshaun Watson. Oh, Ritter's Deshaun Watson. I have Ritter comp to Deshaun Watson. He's not that fast. I have him as Dak Prescott. Oh, I like that a lot. I actually really like that one. Kirk Cousins is Dak. the white Dak Prescott. I didn't disagree with you. I just think he's Dak Prescott. <laughs> Who's number two on your list? Number two was Matt Corral. Who do you compare him to? This one's tough because he, he's pretty athletic, a big arm, um, you know, 6'2", 215 pounds. I really like – oh, God, I'm going to say it. I like Aaron Rodgers. Wow. Someone but, someone likes Matt Corral. Oh, Jesus. Look, hold on. We're talking about the Aaron Rodgers who we're liking out of Cal. We're, we're, we're pro-comping. I'm not saying Matt Corral is going to be a Hall of Famer. I'm saying he has all the same tools. He's got tools. His same size, tools. great arm strength. And when Aaron Rodgers came in the league, he really ran the ball really well. He's pretty athletic. Still athletic, good rolls out of the pocket, can throw the ball on the run really well. I'm with you. Who I like you? that. Matt Corral, uh, I have him as, this is, this is going to be a wild one, uh, Drew Brees. Okay. I, th- I think he's got some Drew Brees in him. Uh, the decision-making, I mean, like I said before, the guy went from 14 interceptions the year before to five interceptions this past year. Right. His completion percentage is over 72%. He had a QBR of over 80, which was top 10 in the country. The guy just got better as a decision-maker for me, and I think uh, that's going to translate well for me. I think Drew Brees is kind of that guy for him with more arm strength. Yeah, I mean, I kind of... But Brees used to sling it, though. He used to sling it deep. Yeah. I kind of see Derek Carr in him. It's not bad. I actually see a little Derek Carr in him. It's not bad. Um, I didn't think a car. Oh, yeah, I, I, I think a little Derek Carr in him. Sam Howell. Yeah, what do you got? This is the easiest one for me in the fucking yeah. world. I've, I've been saying it for a year. I've been saying it forever. It's Baker, Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. It's Baker Mayfield. Yeah. It's, he looks like him. He looks just like him. He just looks like him. Yeah, he's Baker. more. He's a more athletic Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I, Baker's athletic. Baker's number one pick. He was athletic. He's okay. I, Sam Howell. No, Sam Howell could run no, an open They're field. the same fucking guy. They're the, they're same, the same fucking Oh, God. Who do you have him as? No, no, I mean, he's Baker Mayfield. He's, he's, Baker, he's, he's Baker Mayfield. All right, who's next on your list? <laughs> Malik Willis. Trey Lance for me. Jalen Hurts. I was I was going to say Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I think he has a better arm than Jalen did. Jalen's always had like that kind of underperforming arm. Yeah, like Hurts to me, like I said, Hurts is good. He's not great. I just, I just don't believe that much in Willis. I think Willis has a bigger arm, but I think – 
Hertz is a better decision maker. I think he's more of a gamer. So Fair. it's it's interesting. Fair. We'll see. And last? Pickett. Kenny Pickett. This is Kirk Cousins to me. I got add Kirk Cousins too. This is Kirk Cousins. I know yeah. you said Kirk Cousins for Ritter, but I have Kirk Cousins. He's just already kind of like I said, he is who he is. He's a good quarterback. Um you know, he might not win a Super Bowl for you like Cousins isn't, but he's a good quarterback. This this was my Derek Carr. Pickett? Mm-hmm. Okay. I almost see some Drew Locke in him too, but a little more refined. Yeah, sure. But I, I think it's Kirk That's Cousins funny. to a T. I love doing that too. I know. That's good. Um, so the next position groups we're going to go through, each of us are going to take our own group. We wanted to all give you guys our quarterbacks. Um, but let's start with running back. Let's hear our top five running backs. Is that from B? Yeah. Yeah, B. Uh, Brees Hall. Obviously, I don't know if you guys listened, but I've been on this dude for two years. Iowa State. And in those two years, he's had 40 rushing touchdowns and 4,500 yards. Mm-hmm. He's been brilliant. A team will love him. I could see him being the one running back that could be taken in the first round. Interesting. I don't think so. I think there's too much talent um, as far as like offensive line and defensive line in this draft. But Brees Hall one is an absolute lock for me. Okay. Uh, two, the Heisman hopeful. I thought he was going to win it at Those one point in the season. Kenneth Walker. Yeah. You were on Hall and Walker. You love both those. Yeah. Guys. I, well, I mean. I, I loved Hall. It's a fair one too, though. It's yeah, fair. with you. It's, and Kenneth it's Walker put Michigan State offense on his back. He did. He really did. He beat Michigan. Yeah, he beat by himself. Michigan. Yeah, and Michigan was in the college football playoffs. Yeah. So I mean, I think he'll go and start on a team immediately. I think he'll be not bad. Well loved. Three. I'm gonna go with Jerome Ford. Whoa! Not even in my top five. Did I you would, watch the Cincinnati Bearcats? I, I did. I just I thought there's better guys. I mean, I think he could have been five for me. Yeah. Okay. What if he didn't miss games? I still think I don't think he's good as the other guys. <laughs> no, he he's good though. B, I'm with you. I he's think, a good player. I right? think he's an absolute stud. What round do you think he goes in? I think he goes early third. No shot. He goes a high. It's not terrible. He's a day three guy. I think. I think he's a fifth. Yeah, four. He can go four. I could I uh, could see him in the I could see him go four. Who's your fourth? Third rounds. Um Kieran Williams. Hey. Shout out Notre Dame. Like him. I not in my top five, but I like him a lot. I really like him. I think he could be a good utility guy. He reminds me of Aaron Jones a little bit. Yeah, you said that. That's uh that's super high ceiling. Obviously, I've watched him yeah. three years at Notre Dame. I I trust me, I love Kyron Williams. Um I think he would have done better with sticking around for another season with us. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he had a bad 40 time at his combine, which a lot of guys don't like. But he came back around like a four, five, nine at the pro day, which is OK. Um, I had a good comp for him. I couldn't think of it the other day. I think it was like, a, oh, he's a Kenyon Drake. I think he's a Kenyon Drake. In Fair. The NFL. We'll Fair. See. Five. I'd like consistency out of the running back position. So I'm going to go with Isaiah Spiller. I love, you know, I've been A&M. a big Isaiah Spiller guy. He, I think he's going to be really good. I think he'll be one of those guys that will play on a football team for a long time, whether he starts or he's one of those duo backs. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be a good football player. Maybe a Tony Pollard. Yeah. Comp. Anyone you're mi- you think he's missing from this top five? Uh, no one really outstanding that I would argue him on, honestly. I know like Cook's, I said, Cook's high. Cook's a guy that I have that I like. Yeah. Cook from Georgia. Little Cook? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That little was a little brother. He had a good 40 time, too. 
Yeah, people yeah. like him a lot. Mm-hmm. And I know they like that guy out of Florida, Pierce. Pierce yeah. and then Strong Jr. But, from North Dakota State. That's yeah. another one that they... But that's my five. No, that's a good five. Um, moving on to receivers, K. Morg. This is a loaded... We might break the record for our receivers drafting the first round. It's going to be close. It's going to be very close. Um, I don't even know how you name the fifth guy. There's, yeah, there's I, four. I just changed my five right yeah. now. I'm not there's four, and then there's maybe four guys that could be five. I, I looked at my five, and I said, you know what? I think this guy is right now a little bit better. Like, right now. For, yeah. like, depending on the teams that are picking there, I think. I'm interested to hear the top five. Uh, the biggest storyline kind of going into this receiver class, like you said, I mean, it's absolutely loaded, and it's also somewhat uh injury concern just kind of all over the place yeah that's You've a good got, point you know london coming off a broken ankle he didn't do a 40 time at all so no is that going to scare people off williamson blew his achilles you know uh mechie you know a guy who arguably could have been a first rounder is now falling to the third because of a torn acl like all george over pickens george pickens who barely played this season who would have been a top 10 potential pick this season he's a guy that you have high up there on most boards so it's a dangerous one, and I'm interested to see kind of what teams kind of see because Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay keep saying, oh, if Williamson didn't get hurt, he would be a top five pick this draft. And they still have him in the top 15, I think. Top Which is crazy because he might not even play this year. Yeah. I mean, it was not good, so we'll see. Um, but without further ado, I'm, I have... I'm so excited for Without this. further ado, yeah. I have number one, I have Garrett Wilson. Um, wow! I've, God, I've been huge Garrett Wilson. You can oh God all you want, but man, that you watch his that teammates game. better. No, he is not. Yes, he is. It's I, close. Trust me, I've loved the Lave. We've been Lave guys. And check Jackson, the tape, Smith and J- Let's let him finish. Let him check finish. Check that goddamn fight. tape on you, Garrett Wilson. Check the tape on Lave, bro. Give you a comp on him too. He is Stephon Diggs. Like he is nasty. Yeah, I, I love Garrett really Wilson. Good, that's a really good comp. Uh, two, I have Drake London. I mean, just the the ability to go get the ball. You know, USC on a bad team. He was a guy and on he's a freak of nature. I think he played eight games and he was still Pac 12 player of the year. Like the guy is an absolute freak. He's got he played basketball at USC as well. So he already has the body and the size and the physicality. So I think he can make an impact. It's gonna be interesting to see how he comes off that injury though, because breaking your ankle, that's a that's a big deal. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's, that, I've that done it. But I, I don't I don't no. think that's gonna be a big deal when they come to drafting on based on him showing mm-hmm. he can run the route. Tree. He has a touchdown in every game he played. Stupid. Yeah, it's freak. Uh, three, I have Alave here at three. Um, Fuck yeah. Just goes without even saying. Chris Alave, I think he has Tyreek Hill ability in him. Wow. Uh, four, Jameson Williamson out of Bama. You know, again, with the injury concern, I still, people still have him going, what is it, 14 to the Chargers? Right yeah, they, he's like anywhere from 14 to 20 I've seen. Saints I've seen at like 16, something like that. Here's an interesting one. Jameson Williams, or yeah, Williams. What's your comp on him? I've heard Marvin Harrison. <laughs> I love me some Marvin Harrison. I've heard he's more physical than Marvin Harrison. What? What? He's so fast. Though. He's so like, fast. He's burners. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deshaun Jackson. I heard that is funny. that you heard that. That's dirty, but he's not like. Oh, he did return punts for them mm-hmm. a little bit too. Yeah, that is a, that is kind of a good one. They had Tory Holt. Ooh, you know I, I like, like that. Tory Holt's a really good. I one. like Tory Holt. You know, just over the top kind of guy. Just beat your one on one, beat your guy, and get it All done. Right. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, people are still all over him, even with the injury concern. So I'm very curious to see if, cause he's a guy that could even go the second receiver off the board. If someone loves him that much, yeah, he I, is I, someone that I see go everywhere in this yeah. draft. Like people are still very high on him. It's, it's, it's I've, scary. Uh, yeah. I've seen him at 10. I've seen him at 22. You can flip the one through four easily. Like mm-hmm. 
Uh, it's just it's interesting what teams have on their draft board. Who do you guys have at one? Because if you guys are coming at me about Wilson, I have Drake London. You have London one. What do you have? Alave. I have them. I have your list, but swapped. So three and one or something. I have a uh, yeah. I have Alave, London, okay. Wilson. I have then, London, Wilson, Alave. and then five. I have uh, Pickens at five. Wow, George Pickens. I just future Packer. To what you said about Malik Willis's upside potential, that's what I think about George Pickens when I've, he plays. I mean, I can't argue it. He was the only guy. I mean, his freshman year at Georgia, he was the only guy that uh, from would throw to. Like he was that good. My, and he was the only difference maker when they had in that Bama game the first time around. Who who's your five B? My five. Who's your fifth guy? Dotson. Dotson's mine. He he explodes. No, I like Dotson. He has Love hands. Him. That's who hands. I. I'll be ball. honest. I'll say it now. That's who I want to be a Packer. If really Dotson bad. gets the ball in his hands, he is an it's electric. Catching. He's catching but you know ball. what? You know, it's like that too. Is Burks? No one has Burks on their list. You know, Burks is interesting. I just, um. I like Burks. I liked Arkansas this year. Actually, he kind of has like AJ Brown me. in him. I he he AJ Brown's a good comp. This is gonna sound he's, weird. He's massive and big his, after after the catch. His yeah. body is like he's like a almost like tight end body. He's wise huge for me, which is interesting. He's fucking huge. Like, he doesn't like AJ look Brown, like though. he's going fast, but he run but, but he, he runs well. routes like a motherfucker. No, he ran well. So uh, Burks he ran is, by the whole Alabama defense on that. You, everyone throws no, that play. He burns. He burns people. It's interesting. But I don't so. like Burt. I don't like him. Like, but he's he's good. Like, I think he's he's the one that slips. Yeah. How how many go first round? I don't think Pickens goes first round. Surprisingly, I mean, maybe you, you surprisingly. missed a guy who might be in the first round. Watkins, uh, the South Dakota State kid, Sky Moore, Sky Moore, Western Michigan, Western Michigan, sorry. Western Michigan. Yeah, man. We'll people have him. In what the was first his forty round? time? People like the Chiefs to him. People like I don't know what his forty is off the top of my head right now. Sky Moore, they have. Yeah, I don't, Chiefs. I'm gonna yeah. tell you right now. Do not let the Chiefs get any of these top four guys. No, or we're all in the same position. Packers have right now. Packers have two picks before that, and one I guarantee of one, one of them's a wide out. Yeah, do they trade up? Out. Do the Packers trade up and get one of these four guys? I, I think one of them slips. That's my them. question because the Chiefs and the Packers have two first my, round picks this year. Do one of them trade up and get my, one of these guys? My dream obviously There's is the lot, Packers trade up for a lobby. Like to 12. I th- literally think it's an Adams 1-1 replacement. Mm. I think that's how good he is. I think you sit. I I'm not trading up for But a I think Alave is I I like Alave. I think he's got Tyreek in him. I think he's also got some Robert Woods in him too. But you got to remember too is like I mean, you got to take like maybe Ky- not the number one one, but maybe a two I'm, very good two. I know we've Olave. we've watched enough film on these guys to like understand what we believe them to be. But like I saw these guys live. We did see them live. Yeah. But like I I go back to Kuiper and McShay, which is fair. Right. But like, yeah, they compare it to other guys and they don't think there's a high ceiling. Like if these guys were in last year's draft class. Right. Mm-hmm. Are they better than Waddles? Are they better than Devontae Smith? Are they better than Jamar Chase's? Like, yeah. I don't think they're that good. I, if you put them side by side, it's like, I don't, I mean, really? Devontae Smith won the fucking Heisman. I bro. think you throw he wasn't these even the best. Ohio. Waddle was better than him before he got hurt. Like, Waddle is better than him. Th- I think these Ohio State guys, wide receivers are yeah, very comparable. Talking about. I don't think they're J- the same. Chase, okay. But again, you're saying that after the season Chase had. Chase, Agreed. You know, right, right. I, I, that's fair. I still think Garrett Wilson. And Jamar Chase are both very like. I don't think there's I'm the same you, grades on them. I'm I just, telling you. I mean, it's just. But like Alave, but there's, Alave I mean, and Waddle. You know what I mean? Like. But like the production is like not the same either. Like Waddle's production was stupid, and like I get it. Ohio State had three guys they had to yeah. distribute the ball to. <laughs> yeah. But so did LSU. 
Yeah. Like LSU. Ohio ha- State's best receiver might be staying at school. Oh, that's like, another debate. But like those guys at LSU had better numbers than the Ohio State guys. I know it's close, but like a quarterback. They're better quarterback, and the yeah. numbers aren't that that far off. Burrow Different sh- offense. Burrow shits on CD. LSU. I, I understand. Ohio that. State might have had a better running back with Trey Henderson than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Clyde went the first. I mean, that's tough to say. That doesn't mean Clyde's done that much. Is he a first running back now? Clyde shouldn't have won the first. It should have been um, homeboy. No, it should have been JT. Yeah, Jonathan uh, Taylor. Yeah. He's I the mean, most proven. I just, I just don't know if these guys are as <laughs> best balance. I. I if I were to tell you right now, who would you take? Chase Waddle and Devontae Smith, or you get London, Wilson, Alave? London, Wilson, Alave. You're taking those three? Yeah. Wow. Wait, I wait, mean, wait. London, Wilson, Alave. Yeah. You're taking them over Chase Waddle and Devontae mm-hmm. Smith? Because I think, I don't think Devontae Smith is in, he's the last of that group for me. So you think, you think Wilson, Alave are much better than Devontae Smith? Yes. I think I so too. I do. Interesting. I mean, I I, I love so a lot too. of you. No, Devontae Smith is good, but the physicality Devontae Smith literally the physicality won a fucking Heisman. And he's very good. No, but I I, I get what you're different. saying. I'm not he saying only, he wrong. only won the Heisman because his teammate broke his ankle. Right, but he's still yeah, very what, true. What, he was there were some good Mac players. Jones would have won it if if water was available. I, regardless, the guy won a fucking Heisman. I I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just I'm, I'm interested to see your perspective compared to last year's draft class. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we, we could do this every year. I mean, oh, we can. You could take C.D. Lamb to, against To him. answer your C. C. initial Lamb question. And uh, Jerry Judy, you know. Answer your initial question. Six receivers go. I could see six. I think five are a lock. I think six is. Because I think those five, five and then Burks. I think the six might be Watkins out of uh, North Dakota State. Christian Watkins. Packers or Chiefs there on their last pick. It's close. His, you got more, his dad you got was Walk- drafted by the Packers in the 60s. You got more. You got Watkins. You got fucking Burks. You have Calvin Austin, who's fast think- as Calvin shit. Calvin Austin's not a first-rounder. I know, I know, He's but good. they love the... John Ross was a first-rounder until he ran a 4-2. No, John Ross was always a first-rounder. No, he, he was, was a dude not. in college. John Ross was very good at what? But he was not a 10th He wasn't a top 10 pick. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. He was a first-rounder regardless. All right, let's go to offensive linemen. I think this is a very interesting offensive line class. I mixed the class of guards centers and tackles together as my five top offensive linemen sure um let's start with i have one a and one b i don't have one and two i think ikuanu and neil are whatever you prefer ikuanu is a freak he's huge freak i put him at one a he's fast he's really good wrestler too really good really good player Mm -hmm. um i have neil from alabama at one b um i think it's I, I could easily see Neil going one overall. I wouldn't be shocked. Um, I think Aquanu is the guy who goes ahead of him, and I don't think he goes one, but I have Neil at 1B. Um, I got Cross at three from Mississippi State tackle. I think it's those three. He's massive. I think it's those three guys at tackles, and I think there's a big drop-off, actually. Yeah. After that. I can see that. Um, I got Linderbaum as the fourth best, just his dominance in college. Um, he was one of the best offensive linemen in college How football. How bad do you actually. want him? I, I'm actually kind of going off of him. Yeah. I, I, I would rather, as the Bengals take, um, Green from AM, the guard, over over Lindenbaum, to be 100% honest with you. Well, then why uh, wouldn't you rank him higher? Just for fit, for us. Oh. I think Linderbaum can have maybe a better career, but I think Green fits us better. 
See, I, I think uh, I'm not disagreeing with your list so far at this point, but I think like Linderbaum is my, in my opinion, the best interior lineman in the draft. I think he's, you know, he deserves that. He's like Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma on the Chiefs now. That's you fair. I, it's kind of that guy. He's been a four year starter. He's been there. He won the interior lineman. It's the same guy. To me, he's Kelsey from yeah, the Eagles. Yeah. I mean, like kind of the short arm guy. That's exactly what the Bengals need. No, they do, and it, that's I, what I think. But I think what, yeah. I think it's a perfect. What fit. scares the Bengals off is the short arms, because that's what Billy Price had last time. We took a center in the first round. Was Billy, Billy Price. Price was not Linderbaum? This is not Billy even Price comparable. Was, a, was fucking no, a, unbelievable. This center. is not. Even I agree. Comparable. I believe. I think Linderbaum is much better. Is amazing. I like Linderbaum. If he falls to the Bengals and they take him, I'm not going to be Just upset. Watch, watch Iowa's offense last year. Yeah. Ran through him. Ran through him. Linderbaum's a stud. Yeah. Um, and then five, I kind of struggle with because I did like green. Mm-hmm. I, I like the other. Um, uh, I like Zion Boston from College Boston guy. College a lot. Um, but ultimately, I'm going to go with Penning because the experts okay. say Penning's a better guy. Mm-hmm. I think Penning can be a bust. Well, it's also hard to. It's you know you've mixed them, so it is somewhat hard. Yeah, to, it is. It is. It, it basically it comes down to does your team need a tackle, tackle or guard? guard? Yeah, you know. So um, Penning, he has the the tools. Who knows how he's going to be against NFL competition? Northern Iowa, it's tough to say. I just don't know with him. He has the biggest. He's got to go to really well coach place. He might be a Packer. He, I mean, he's six seven, three thirty five. Get on my line, baby. Like yeah. we have a good offensive line coach. Yeah, there you go. You guys draft offensive linemen well. Yeah, you say that you, you do. Just, you let them go in free agency, but you. you yeah, we always fine. we always don't but pay you, them, but you draft them well. Yeah, so we you don't do. need to. No, um, I think he could be a Packer. Let's go. Let's go with safety next, just because I don't think it's a very deep group. Okay. I think we have one first rounder, obviously, and then a couple guys who are borderline. I think that's me. Uh, K. Morgan, who's your five safeties? So I'm interested about this. Yeah, so we'll start with the top the my guy, and we'll we'll talk about him. I mean, Kyle Hamilton at Notre Dame, freak athlete. You know, he's been, you know, a three-year starter for us. Um, was projected at one point to go number two overall to the Lions. Has now fallen. Um, I think the biggest question, I mean, even after the pro day, people still had him pretty high. Or the combine, he ran a 4.7 at the at the combine. Obviously, wasn't great. Um, any other comments? I mean, because we're seeing mocks now with him going as late as 11, 12. I, mean, I my only comment would be I think it'd be a terrible mistake for one of these teams to pick need over talent. And that's what that's that's all. I'll I say. don't necessarily agree with that. Here's here's my thing with Kyle Hamilton. He's an absolute freak. There's no he's a fucking pterodactyl. Like long, Six covers four, a ton of ground, safety, fast, pterodactyl. Great instincts. The problem is why I think he's slipping is not because anything to do with his 40, nothing to do with his talent. It's all to do with how you value positions. Yeah. Right? It's positional value where people value tackles, corners, quarterbacks, receivers just more than safeties. And I think that's the only reason he would slip is because they don't value safeties as a top 10 pick. They and feel that's like why they I want said it would be a mistake. Serviceable. Later, which I don't necessarily think that's wrong. It's just where you view positional value on your draft board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was definitely an oversight for because I think Kuiper initially thought, okay, this guy's a freak. Guys are going to want a freak and a stud and a tenure start in the NFL early in the draft. But that's not how teams think. You know, they think definitely, okay, I need edge rushers to win now. You know what I mean? Right. I need things like that. So I get that because we've seen, you know, unbelievable safeties go later in the draft that end up being tenure pros. Right. You know, 100%. I mean, uh, I think the highest safety that I can think of off the top of my head was Eric Berry, and I think he went like 10th overall. 
to the Chiefs, something like that. What? How high did the Redskins take, or the football team? It was the Redskins. Who? Which guy? Take the kid from Alabama, Landon Collins. Yeah, he went high. Didn't Landon he? Collins was the Giants, right? But he went second round, first pick. Okay, he went I remember late. him being high. Yeah, or like it was like second round, second pick. Okay, that's the. But the point is, like you said, like Mora got a TCU last year was projected at one point a mid first, and he fell all the way to the mid second. Second, you know, that's just kind of how it is. The more but Hamilton's so much better than those guys. So. No, he is. Trust me, I'm and I'm I'm the biggest Hamilton guy in the right. world. I think, you know what? You know who it is. <laughs> Derwin James, you know, was again yeah. projected a top ten guy. He falls to thirteen or fifteen, I think, to the Chargers. And he's an all pro safety, you know, he, I mean, it's it's a very yeah. similar situation. I think Kyle Hamilton, as far as a coverage safety, is better than Derwin James. Maybe not as far as a tackling guy down low and maybe covering tight ends. Right. But I mean, we're talking as far as like a guy, in my opinion, Kyle Hamilton, who I think is going to be a 10, 15 year pro in the NFL, all pro potentially at what I think he can do his, you know, his level of play. You have to take this guy in the top 10. Like if I'm if I have two picks in the first round and I'm like the Jets or the Giants or something like that, and I'm in a somewhat rebuild situation, why not get that guy early? See, I just know? don't know if he falls to a, guy, a team like that. I, well, they're all in the top 10. I just don't think he, a team like that takes him. I think there's too bigger, too much bigger needs. I mean, we'll get into the mock. I don't want to see where, where guys fall now, but what range do you think he goes in? I think he eventually goes anywhere from that. If he falls out of the top 15, I'll be shocked because I don't think, yeah. you know, the like if the Vikings get him, then the Vikings will have another really good defense and we'll see right. how it pulls. I mean, even if the Washington Commanders get him at 11, that's still uh, scary. That seems like, like a, a good fit. That is a scary, scary That's pick. a good fit. All right. Who's the rest of your list? Uh, I have Jaquan Brisker out of Penn State. Uh, Penn State was on like on a lot of primetime games this year. We watched them play yeah. all year and he was their Really good defense. defense. Yeah. Really good player. It was Dotson and then Brisker and then it was actually the guy you hate, Joey Porter's son, Jr. He's a corner, but he's going to come out next year. Brisker... Um, it's been interesting because I've seen him mocked anywhere from middle like twenties to like late second. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's gonna be interesting to see where he falls. Yeah, just like you said, it's it's safety's that position. It it falls on like team needs slash how much do I value my safeties, things like that. Like a team like the 49ers, like we've been all over him looking at him in the second round. Like if he falls to us in the second round, I think we pretty much get him there. Right. They they love him. They've been all over his pro day, and I like him a lot too. Uh, three, I have Dax Hill out of Michigan. Michigan, yeah. Really like Dax Hill. You know, he was a five-star out of high school. I've been saying, you know, him and uh, Hutchinson have been the leaders of the defense for the last couple of years. He's very versatile, too. He's a guy that I think can definitely play nickel and that free safety position as well for them. So um, interesting to see where he goes as well because some people I've seen him um, lining up as corner. He's kind of like a Malcolm Jenkins, you know what I mean? Played, right. played corner in college at Ohio State, moved to safety, does both, can play all positions. So I like Dax Hill a lot. Uh, four, have Lewis seen out of Georgia. Um, not the Lewis best scene. coverage guy in the world, in my opinion. He's obviously a big hitter. He knocked Kyle Pitts' helmet off yeah, you know, he last will. year. Absolutely blew him up. So, yeah. I mean, and then had a huge interception in the national championship game. I mean, we'll see where he falls. I don't know. I fucking love him. I, I don't know if I like him that much. I like but. Brisker a lot too, though. Mm-hmm. I, I like those two guys. I think so. one of those Brisker or a uh, scene is going to be a chief. Oh, at end of the what, first. What is that? At at the 29 end of the, or yeah. something like that? Yeah, it's 29. Brisker and scene because of the Honey Badger leaving. But yeah. They, got, yeah. they got Reed. So we'll see. Eh. Who's your favorite? But they do need some defensive I, help, especially yeah. in the secondary. And a corner help. I mean, we're talking They Chiefs. need corners bad. Uh, five, I have Cook out of uh, Cincy. Oh, yes. Brian Cook, man. He was good. Yeah. 
he was really good. He's another guy. You know, there's a lot of good players in that uh, secondary for uh, Cincinnati. You know, and he's just kind of one of those guys. He's he's like the third guy in that secondary. He's a stud. But he was a great ball player. Really good he's playmaker. He's stud. And he definitely, like, he would cover uh, Ty Freifogel just over the top all the, time, all the time against Indiana. Very good, very good uh, safety in this draft. But again, not going to be a first-round guy, of course. But. Right. I think those guys are all borderline, like, early second, late second. That's where you see a lot of safeties go. Like last year it was Morig and then uh, Javon Holland out of the Dolphins, guys like that. They always go like mid two, late two kind of thing. Only one I, I would add to your list that I had on mine was Petrie. Who'd you take off my list? Cook? Cook. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he's, I think the kid out of uh, Baylor, he, um, He's like that borderline too. I, yeah, I, I, you know and that de- that defense put some games together. Yeah, they, very well, very good defense. Yeah, Coach Rowe, but Petrie's another guy that like he's kind of a corner too. Yeah, so we'll see. All right, moving on to corner. Let's move on to oh, corner. Okay. Uh, me, me again. Oh, it's you again. I think it's All me right. again, right? All right, let's let's do corners. Yeah, to be honest with you, the storyline of the corners for me is the surge of Sauce Gardner. I'd say going into. Yeah. Honestly, going into the draft and just kind of going to the offseason seemed like he was like the two, three corner going in like the 20s. And I was like, fuck, yeah, like, give me some give me some 49er draft up. And now he's going four overall to the Jets. I've seen his highest two. Like I've seen him just skyrocket up the board size. You know, he ran a four four with his size. You know what I mean? Everyone knows he hasn't given up a touchdown in college four football years, four yeah. years. You know, there's all these stats that are coming out about him. So I get it. And we've been watching since all year. So I get it, too. Is he that good, in your opinion, to be a top four guy? What do you guys think? Well, <laughs> come on. Right. I mean, it's put it aside, though. At, no, I'm I'm, I'm going to put it aside. I'm going to put it aside. Yeah. We went to the college football playoffs. Yeah. We played Alabama. And they did everything to not throw the ball at Sauce Gardner. Sure. No one could lot. open against Sauce Gardner. The man is elite, and he did it against the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they avoided him, so that goes to show what Nick Saban thinks of him. Yeah, Jameson Williams. Yeah. Yeah, he locked him down. So Locked him down. So I, it's tough. Not, I mean, you're getting everything with him, right? You're getting length. You're getting speed. You're getting the track record. You're mm-hmm. getting the success in college. Like, there's... You know, again, the confidence, you know, to hear the kid talk, he's like, I'm the best corner in this draft, no doubt. Like, it's tough not to love the kid. It's, it's tough. I, I he, The intangible's there. I think he's going to be very good, but I've been a Stingley guy for years. Yeah. yeah. And Stingley would be the best guy if he didn't get hurt. That's the problem. And for me, if Stingley played, I think Stingley's probably the number yes. one corner in this yes. draft. I mean, we saw it from his freshman year. Problem is he hasn't played in two years, and it, there's a, there's that question too, so, like how hard does he play when he plays? And I get it, Sauce. Has and good I'll film. be honest, I'm gonna downgrade the guy because he didn't play. Oh, I, I think know? that's fair. I mean, come on, this shouldn't be that hard. Sauce gave up 140 yards this year. Period. No, he's a, he's a freak. Oh, he's great. He's a freak. But Stingley, and Stingley was good for. He's really good. For one season. They yeah. said he might have been the best guy on that team. Think about that team. He might have been the most talented guy on that team. Like, that was arguable. But I've also seen uh, Justin Ross catch six-yard bomb on him. Like, you know what I mean? There's there's things you I, just... I have sauce I know. One. I have sauce one. I get that. But yeah. Stingley has a chance with a lot of upside. It's kind of, yeah, that upside. Like, if Stingley... If everything works in Stingley's favor, he stays on the field, he doesn't an issue off the field, he plays football... He might be the best corner in this draft, right? You know, but if Sauce 
the sauce. We we know what we're going to get with sauce. It's the Pickett Malik Willis conversation. You know, right. you know, what you're going to get with Pickett. We know sauce is good. We get that. Stingley, we think he's good. We watched him be good two years ago, but he I haven't seen I haven't since. seen it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the problem with so Stingley. Is Stingley too. Yeah, it's sauce Stingley for mm. me. What's the rest of it? Bro? Uh McDuff uh McDuffie. Yeah. Yeah. Washington. For for three at Washington. Really good. He's gonna be a mid first round guy. I could see a team snatching him a little early. Corner is such a valued position. I know. Just like we said how safety isn't, corner is that priority position. So that's why you see corners go so much sooner. Um I have Andrew Booth Jr. out of Clemson. At four, stud. Love yeah, him. he's a guy Love that him. could have gone higher if he had a better season. He's just a little inconsistent, but I mean, he's kind of like a Jair Alexander to me, where it's like, hey, you know, wasn't not every single play at Louisville was great for him, at, or and same with Booth at Clemson, but he was their number one guy. You know, he was their guy that he could make a huge play for you, or he might just take that play off and he gets burnt. You know, but he is in. The, I, I love Booth. the intangibles are there for him. I think he can definitely be a guy you take that risk on. And then I have Elam out of Florida right here at five. Still a really good playmaker. I could see him going, you know, as early as, you know, 23. You know, he's a little bigger than Booth. So I think they're kind of in that de- debatable category right there. Maybe the Chiefs. I would love, around. love Booth or Elam to fall at 31. I might would love one of those guys. I just don't know if the Chiefs let a corner go by. Right. Anyone different on your list? Uh, that's the exact list I have. That's the five I Same have. Same numbers, too? Same numbers. Really? Yeah, exactly. Because I had Booth a little higher than most people do. So no, I, I, I love Booth. I, I, actually, love... I actually have Booth before McDuffie, and that's it. Okay. Um, a lot of guys like the Washington kid, the other Washington kid. Um, he's good. He just... The problem with him, he's more of a slot. You know what's disappointing, too, is, I mean, Kobe Bryant just seems to be forgotten about. He's like a fourth rounder. Yeah, yeah which You're, is, I mean, he's the Thorpe World Thorpe, winner. He's, Thorpe, he's you know? talking about Gordon. Gordon, yeah. Yeah. I've seen him in a mock in the first. Gordon's been in first round drafts. Like, yeah. And I like the Auburn kid, too. Smoke Monday? McCleary? Oh, yeah, the other one. Sorry, I yeah. just want to say Smoke Monday. <laughs> All right, let's move on to uh, D-Tackles. Uh, I got D-Tackles. This is an interesting group. Um, obviously Jordan Davis is the headliner here. What do we have on Jordan Davis? I know you K- know Mor- my thoughts on Kenny Morgan's been very critical of him. Does the combine change your thoughts on him being a three down player whatsoever? No. no. He's two down guy. What is it? What is what does him running a four seven have to do with anything right. to do with his position? Nothing. Right. I know he's fast. I saw on tape. But can he stay on the field? Yeah, that's the problem. He 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 plays for a player too and he's off. He is exhausted. Exhausted. He's literally dead. He is like just in and I know I sway. I think I swayed you on this now. No, I I'm I'm with you. Like I don't think he's worth a top fifteen pick. Being he's a two down player. Yeah, I mean he's a freak. I get it. If you get him after twenty, I think. It's but think a good about pick. the D tackles that go top fifteen. You know, Aaron Donald was like a tenth overall, thirteenth. Right. Uh, Quinnen Williams for the Jets. Leonard uh, Leonard Williams for the Jets. Right. You know, I mean, these are like. Elite guys. I mean, and Dominic and Sue. You know, I mean, these and are those, guys. Those are three down. Ba- yeah, three down guys. Those are guys that can stop the run and pass rush. Jordan Davis has no pass rush either. No, he doesn't. He's a he's a run stopper who has a freak intangibles. Who, but I think. Do you think he slips? Do you think he falls out of top fifteen? No, I, uh, out of top fifteen. Yeah, I think he's so fifteen to twenty five. I think okay. if he goes twenty five, it's a steal. I think because he's still he's a game plan nightmare, right? Like you got to double team him. Early in Dallas, he's going to be around seven. Is this so. who you pick? One? Yeah, Jordan Davis is one. Okay. Um, two, I got the other Georgia guy, Wyatt. I mean, he he's a three-down tackle in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, the production just wasn't there to me as much as Jordan Davis, but 
he just doesn't have the headlines. But that it's so hard for me to He's just like kind of old, isn't he? Yeah, he's a fifth year. The the problem is with these Georgia defensive players is there's so many of them and they're all so fucking good. How do you like rank them? Well, yeah, you 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 have to determine, okay, who's the one actually, who's the reason why this team is so good? You know, you right. kind of fall into that category. And we haven't so. named him yet. So Right. Um three. I'm gonna have this guy a lot higher than most, but I actually love him. I think he's gonna be a steal of the draft. It's Logan Hall out of Houston. Okay. Uh D tackle. He played three tech, he played five tech. They put him on the outside a little bit. Um, he can kind of do it all. Super versatile, yeah. Super versatile. I mean, he can sneak his way into like the late first, but I think he's a second round pick. And he's three years younger than Wyatt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that matters. I too. love Logan Hall. Um guy four, I was high on. Then I was really down on, and I'm actually starting to gain a little traction on him. I'm starting to like him a little more. It's Travis Jones out of UConn. Um, he's been projected anywhere I've seen his mid twenties to. I think I saw him fall out of the first. Recently. I've seen him fall into the second. So it, he's been all over the place. He's a disruptor. Bad competition on a very bad UConn team. Mm-hmm. It's tough to judge him, but the intangibles are there. The productivity is there, but is it because he's on a bad team? But people seem to love him. I don't know about Travis Jones. I'm if the Bengals took him at 31, I'd kind of be upset. I think he's a second round pick. You get him in the second round, I think it's a steal. Um, but he's been projected in the late first. And then fourth, I have Winfrey out of OU. Um, just a solid player. I think he's a probably a third round pick for me. Um, Winfrey's the fifth one. Anyone different? Anyone I missed, you guys? No, do you have Leal? No. You didn't say Leal? No. Okay. I just, I think those guys are more productive on the inside. I thought you liked Leal. I do. I, I do like Leal. But I don't know. He, I just, he didn't crack my top five. Okay. See, my thing is, I don't, he, I don't have a, anything different. But my problem with Haskell Garrett, like falling. He's like not, not going to get drafted, falling, they said. It doesn't make any sense to me. Last year, the tape wasn't as good as the year before, obviously. But are you like... He's the leader. He's strong in the middle. And he could could, uh, rush a passer. But is he one of those guys, like a five-star, that you kind of like want him to be good because he was good, so good, come out of high school, such a big recruit? I mean, he was good at Ohio State. He wasn't bad. He was their best player on defense this year. They just didn't have a good defense. That's fair. All right, let's go to linebacker B. Let's hear your linebackers. This is an interesting group. This is my uh, one of my favorite groups, like the top guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna quote an episode last season. Is oh. I called Utah being my dark horse to win the pack. Yeah, it was. And I said my player to watch was Devin Lloyd, and dude. now he is the best linebacker in this. Come draft. on, come on, Devin Lloyd, and it and it showed. You've been listening watch, to cut Mel Kiper. Oh, stop. <laughs> watch the Pac-12 championship. Uh, he had the pick six. He had the sack. He had like oh, four pressures. Trust me, I like Devin the Guy's Lloyd. a psychopath. Like Devin Lloyd. He's very good. Devin He's Lloyd. He's a very good football player and he should be a first round pick. He but. will be. He'll be a top 20 pick. Yeah. He, I'm going to go Devin Lloyd one. Okay. And number two is... Say his name. Dean. Say Nicobe his Dean. Nicobe Dean was is... Was the best player on Georgia's defense 100%. I don't even think that's close. My thing with just middle linebackers, it's it's like safety in a lot of ways. It's not as premier position as it used to be. And uh, I don't get it. 
because without Nicobe Dean, I don't think Georgia wins a national championship. That's year. a fair point. That's like, 100%. a very fair point. Without without Roquan Smith three years ago, Georgia is not as good as they were before. And the same exact thing happened with Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith ba- was the best player. Bama's all not in that na- national championship game without uh, their linebacker. No, Will Anderson's at the end. Oh, Will Anderson's at the end. Yeah, but Christian Harris. Christian, you know, yeah, well, Christian still Harris good too. too. But yeah, but that's it's just not his premier position because you know they think they can you know plug and play or whatever the case is. But the point being is this position t- always tends to fall and people end up you know they fall in love with combine stats and Devin Lloyd you know on tape he's a great player and I don't think he should fall out of the first round. But we just forget about how good Nakobe Dean is and how much of a leader he is on that defense. But and how he's, he's everything. Uh, here, Devin Lloyd's just a talented, but. Oh no, Kobe Dean is the like guy that is falling in these mocks. Yes. And it makes no fucking sense. Well, here's my thing is like if you wanted the comp with Nicobe Dean and Lloyd, then like I'm good with it. Like I think it's a fair comp. They're both freaks. Like they're both, both really good. good. But the fact that like you're throwing Walker in there, who yeah. with who is Nicobe Dean? Yeah, who's Dean's two. He was Dean's two on the same team. Like and they're projecting him getting drafted a higher than well, do you remember some things. I, th- I think it was the, it was the Bama game on the goal line, and Walker missed uh, running back out of the backfield, and Dean made the play, and he just got in his fucking face right yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the sickest things I've ever seen in his life. Like Nickobe Dean is that dude. He's the leader. He knows where everyone needs to be, and he'll bark in your fucking face, and then he'll just pat you on the back and say, "Hey, good shit." You know, he's that guy. He's CJ Mosley. And I'm gonna tell you right now, if the Patriots get N'Kobe Dean, oh, we're all fucked again. I'm just going to say that right now. We are all fucked again. I don't know if we're all fucked over we're all a linebacker, again. but that's a good pick I, for the Patriots. You know, I don't have a, a C.J. Mosley comp, but I will say, um, remember the Clemson game to start the year? It was like 10-6. 6-3. Yeah, it was 6-3. 6-3. It was a pick six. Yeah. Was a pick six. By, uh, oh, seven, it was seven three. Dean had two sacks in that game. Three pressures mm-hmm. and ton of tackles, and it's like that's the best of the best. That was week one, and he then he did it all the way until a national championship. He yeah. did unbelievable. I have a Micah Parsons comp. I think he. Oh, could, I think they could put him on but the Devin edge. Lloyd or Nicobe Dean. Nicobe Dean. I, I think. So what's Devin Lloyd gonna be? <laughs> I think he could. You could put Dean on the edge and get ten sacks that year. Yeah, no. I don't know if he's that kind of player. He is 100%. No, he's a good, he's a good rusher. He's a good blitz. All right, let's see the rest of your list. Three, three through five. Um, three, Christian Harris. Um, yeah. Bama. There's a couple guys projected higher than him, mm-hmm. but I like tape, and I like good teams. He's one of the best especially players on that defense. Especially from the defense. middle linebacker position. Yeah. Especially from the middle linebacker position. You watch tape. Yeah. Um, four, I got uh, Leo Chanel, Wisconsin awesome. linebacker. You love good that player. Guy. He's good. And then um, five, I have uh, Chad Muna. Uh, Muna. He's um, out of Wyoming. He's a ball hawk. I I almost put Beavers here, but I feel like I've been on Cincinnati's ass all day. Love Beavers. <laughs> beavers that didn't allow a single touchdown in coverage. But Muna had like four touchdowns. He was all over the quarterback. He could play coverage. He's fast. He's big. He'll get picked up in the second round, and people are gonna love him. He's he, you know, he's a good um, Blake Martinez comp. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, that's fair. The only one I have is I think Walker from Georgia still. He should be around he should be there. Around the top you know, five. I mean, yeah, it's, you just never know. Some some linebackers they end up projecting to be edge guys and outside linebackers here, so it's always tough. Like 
I could see Walker being more of a rusher like Nicobe Dean, like we were talking about using Quay Walker. Space, so yeah. So he's we'll good. See. He's good too. Fuck. We'll Forgot about him. All right. Um, I have edge or defensive end, whatever way you want to fun be. position. The pass rusher, right? And this yeah. is a deep class. So super deep class. Obviously, projected number one overall pick is number one is Aiden Hutchinson. Absolute freak of an athlete. Um he, I mean, he did it all year long. He did it in the biggest games all year long. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in Hutchinson, number one. Number two, Kayvon Thibodeau. I mean, I love this guy. I don't know. He was projected number one for a long time. Now he's kind of slipping. I I just don't see it. He's still a freak. If you're I, the Jags, you take Hutchinson or uh, Thibodeau. I might I might take Kwanu. Oh, like, I might take a tackle. Okay. Like... But, so who do you like? But so you like Hutchinson more? You have Hutchinson one here. Yeah, though. I do like Hutchinson more just because a little more consistency. I think it's a body that holds up a little bit more in the NFL. But JJ Watt without yeah, the injuries, Hutchinson. Yeah, I mean, fuck, it might be. Yeah. It might be. I mean, I think Thibodeau is. Um, I've seen a lot of clowny comps. I, I think he's a guy from the Colts that was on the Niners. DeForest. DeForest Buckner. DeForest Buckner. I think nah, Buckner's inside now, but he could Buckner's play up. way better. Uh, Thibodeau is a freak. <laughs> Thibodeau's a Bonus freak. Started on um, I have Thibodeau two, uh, Trayvon Walker three, um, Jermaine Johnson four, and then Kalarfkis at five from Purdue. I-, I think those guys separate themselves. I don't. I so Karloftis is funny because Karloftis has been a top ten all season. Everyone's on Karloftis, and now I'm seeing him fall out of the top twenty at times. I've seen him fall to the Bengals at thirty one. I've seen him fall. I like Karloftis a lot. So do I. I really do. I think he's super versatile. He's tough. He's big. He's physical as shit. I really like him. I don't. I don't get why he's falling personally. I want to talk about the other side of things. The guy who's getting the most smoke and the steam is Jermaine Johnson, FSU guy. Yeah, Florida State guy who was like projected like mid-second, late mm-hmm. late second, to now like a top 10 pick. Like, tested through the roof, freak athlete. I That's get that. Happens. But like... Remember Deion Jordan out of Oregon who was, went third overall out yeah. of nowhere and everyone was like, this guy even Six, good? Six, eight, yeah. And then he went to the Dolphins and was terrible? Terrible. It, and I don't think that's going to happen with Jermaine Johnson, but, I mean, like, I just think we let guys like Carl Loftus fall when they shouldn't and we let guys like Jermaine Johnson go when they shouldn't also you know would you rather have johnson or kaloftis kaloftis i've just seen more consistency i've seen it what about walker who has no sack production whatsoever but teams love him i like kaloftis more than him so you think kaloftis three i think so you have kaloftis or thibodeau thibodeau yeah are people just talking about trayvon walker because he fucking bullied bryce young in the championship or (laughs) he had the big sack trayvon walker had the huge sack he had a big sack I mean, but it's an interesting position because I mean, there's so much value late in the in the draft. I mean, you could talk about your boy. I mean, Drake Jackson at a love him USC at a Centennial. You know, I mean, hometown. Would guy. your list change if Ajobo was going to play? Yes. Okay, that's tough. Yes, yeah. I'd put Ajobo right behind Karloftis. Where does Ajobo go? Uh, he's not a first rounder. It's not going to happen. Gonna I'll go tell you right second, now. Or he's going to go to a team like the. Uh, when did uh, maybe the Bengals? When did your team go? When did your guy go from Notre Dame? Third to the Cowboys, Jalen Smith. He went early third with Zeke's draft. I think it's, that was one I, of the best drafts of all time because they got they get value like that. I think it's I think that's where he goes around that time. mid. Well, I think he was he was early third because the Cowboys got Zeke. I think fourth in that draft. That defensive end, it's so interesting every year. Like I like a Jabo man. I mean, there's times when a Jabo was 
having more production than Hutchinson. The problem with the job is he needs the refinest skills. Like he's just a freak athlete who's inconsistent, mm-hmm. and he's not going to be able to do that because he's hurt. Yeah. So I, I think he falls. Um, and then you have Nick Benito, who I really like at Oklahoma. And that he's kind of an unpositioned kind of guy, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm at linebacker, but he's a really good pass rusher, really yeah. good pass rusher. Mm-hmm. Um, but you always have those guys, you know. Yeah. It's like, what are you going to do? Right. You right. Know? What are you going to do? A lot of people have beavers that they think they're going to play outside or he's going to rush. You know, you never know. Yeah. Um, we have our mock draft next week, so I don't want to get too big into where we're going to pick guys, but we're only going to do a first round mock. I want to hear from you guys who could be a day two sleeper and a day three sleeper that I think teams are getting a lot of value with. So let's start with the day two. Who's a day two sleeper for you? You guys mentioned one of mine earlier when James Cook who I think is a guy that can be like, I think he's more Aaron Jones than I think Kyron Williams is. Okay. He catches the ball really well. He's super fast. I mean, think 4-4, four, 2-ish four, speed. I think the, the whole joke was he had a like millisecond faster than his brother, but he's not as physical as his brother, of course, but he's got the speed and he's got the ball catching ability. I think he could definitely be a gr- really good number two um, in a lot of offenses. And then my other guy, uh, my Jay Sanders out of Cincinnati, their D their D end last year. He was arguably one of their best biggest playmakers on their defensive end last year. So I really like him also as my day two sleeper. Uh Alec Pierce stands out to me. One of mine. Damn it. Adam, Cincy. Um, Adam of mine. We love Cincy. Yeah. But let's just go back to we talked about him earlier in the podcast. Jordy Nelson? That is a great comp. That's a great by comp, the way. Just because they're white. They're both tall. Both, both <laughs> they're fa- tall receivers. Fast, tall, white boys. Yeah. But we talked about Minchie earlier. Oh, And I don't yes. know how far he's going to fall, but he has the potential to be a top five receiver in this class. Was Minchie, Achilles, and Williamson? Yeah, was, Williamson was ACL. Williamson okay. was ACL. Yeah. Minchie was the, the Achilles. That's why they're probably a little more scared on him. Yes. Yeah. And. Sense. No matter where he falls, I think he's going to be very productive. No, Mechie's great. I think That's he's the thing great. Is when Weddle went, when Waddle went down, like you forget, like Mechie was the guy. Mechie was really good. Oh, well, obviously, Devontae yeah. Smith was, but like they didn't and, skip a beat yeah. that season because you had Mechie. And yeah. then you know, my day three, um, Justin Schaefer, the guard out of Georgia, mm-hmm. he might go in the fourth, fifth round and start on your football team. So I really like the kid. Yeah, good. What do you got, CY? Who's your um, day, day two? Day two, we've kind of mentioned them all. I really love Logan Hall out of Houston, D-tackle. Yeah. I've had him high. Alex Pierce was a dude. Uh, Drake Jackson. And then if somehow George Pickens falls in the second, that's an absolute steal. Oh, I thought you meant for you. I was like, you don't need no, I'm Pickens. S- I'm yeah, saying for like relax. a day two steal, like, you know, in the mm-hmm. draft, if someone gets him in the second round. Yeah. Uh, a day three sleeper for, I mean, I have a bunch, but. We talked about Beavers. Uh, we talked about Kyron Williams. I think yeah. those two guys are solid. Um, but the two we didn't really mention, Justin Ross, if he's healthy, Justin Ross was the first round grade. Like yeah. he's a freak out of Clemson. Loved him. Um, and then also the other guy, I think it's a plug and play. Kyle Phillips out of UCLA is fucking Renfro. Yeah. Like he's a slot god. Like Yeah, it's a and then Matarisa from uh Oh my god. <laughs> Punter from Oh my god. Dumbasses. Don't oh my god over there. You you love him too. Both I'm, of I'm not asses. I'm not drafting a punter in the fucking day three. Anyway, uh my day three guys. Jackasses. Um I got Chase Lucas, corner out of ASU. Um 
Very, very good. Again, another guy that slipped all season. ASU wasn't very good. He underperformed, but he has that potential. He's he's always been a high guy coming out of high school. I think he'd be very good out of Southern California. We'll see. He comes from a family of an NFL dad, so we'll see how he ends up. And then Malcolm Rodriguez is my other guy at Oklahoma State. Love Malcolm Rodriguez. We saw him in person. Uh, you know, led the team in tackles on a great Oklahoma State defense. You got to love, like, kind of like similar to N'Kobe Dean, the leader of the defense, middle linebacker, a guy that was the best player on the best defense as possible, right? So I give my uh, I plug and play linebacker, Malcolm Rodriguez, and who's going to be great on special teams for forever, too. So it's big on day three. Mm-hmm. Um, we won't get into team needs. You know, I know we talked about it a little bit, but we'll do the team needs when we draft because we'll kind of explain why those pieces fit next week when they do. Um, which team has the most pressure in the draft this year? I'll go first. It is the Green Bay Packers. Wow. 100%. Damn. It is 100% the Green Bay Packers. Wow. You lost Devontae Adams. You guys never draft receivers. Rodgers is back. You have you have to you have to hit this draft. I can agree with that cuz we do have four, you know, two and it's firsts. not because I don't think you're going to be a good team. It's just yeah. because of what happens you have to hit this. Two draft. first, two seconds and a third. Mm-hmm. I think four starters is a must. I and so I I I can agree with that, but Man, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the Jets. Uh, I like. I think that that's a good one. I, so many high they, picks. They have a lot of high picks, and next year they got their quarterback. They got a new coach. You know what I mean. And he's get, Robert Slaw's got to start turning things around, and he needs to hit on these draft picks. I mean, look at some of these teams where like. Hey man, they have three. The Dolphins they had two first round draft picks, Tua and a left tackle. Mm-hmm. The left tackle's trash now. Trash. And he's gone. Tua's might trash. be replaceable. You know what I mean? And now you're and they still have all these picks because they made really good trades like we talked about. And you're saying the start of all these draft picks that they accumulated are both bust. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the Jets are in that position where like, well, we got our quarterback. We got our tackle. We got a wide receiver in Elijah Moore. Michael Carter is a running back. Now you and you got um, Austin from Cal. You have pieces. Put it all together, and now you have two more high draft picks. You got to hit it in the first round. You have two high second pick, uh, second round draft picks. The Jets have a lot of pressure. Yeah, and and it's New York. I agree. I I I would I would pick the Jets. If I had to pick another team, I say the Lions. Um, just because really? I don't know what they're going to do with golf. If you know, are you going to ride with golf and build around them, or or do you try to or do you grab one of these guys? Or you grab one of these guys, and they have thirty one, right? They have thirty one. Yeah, thirty two. Thirty two. Thirty two. So, you know, if you want I that, think that's a lock for if you want a QB, that right? Option, but I wouldn't be surprised if someone jumps up thirty one and is Sam Howell is it Matt Corral? Matt Corral is, I've seen a lot with there, so that's a lot of pressure on the, on don't, the Lions. Just I don't mean. put Desmond Ritter in Detroit Lion jersey. Um. Obviously, we have multiple teams with a lot of impacts. You know, those all those teams with multiple first round picks are going to have huge impacts, and we're going to talk about that next week. Let's go to the fantasy side of things. Which player has the biggest fantasy impact next year? Well, it's just hard to determine. Obviously, prior to where they're going to be, where they're going to be, of course. But if if Garrett Wilson goes to any team with a decent quarterback, I'm all over him. Okay, um, Chris Olave. I'm going to say any – 
any of the top seven wide receivers go to the Green Bay Packers, <laughs> that's a lock. That's fair. But, that's a good pick. But that's a chalk pick. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Kenneth Walker. Yeah. I think well, you think about him it, and I mean, him and Brees. There's a running back that goes first round every, every single year. year in our fantasy draft. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you NFL in our fantasy draft. Oh, that's yeah. top ten picks. There is a there is a rookie running back that goes every single year. Who's that guy? You think it's Kenneth, Kenneth Walker. Walker? Kenneth Walker. I think it's Brees Hall if it's gonna be anyone. I it's a flip of a coin. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean it's between those two. Well, it would be the best team, like because it's hard. There's like a lot of teams want a one two guy now. You best know what I mean? For them to go to. Or like who's the gonna be the they draft JT and Marlo Mack who had a thousand yards a previous season out on his ass. You know? Right. Yeah. I mean Atlanta needs a running back. Seahawks need a running back. Seahawks need a running back. See, I mean, Chargers could Stop. use a, a comp to um, the, Eckler. They need a they need a like a, a three down back. Eckler's yeah. not a three down. Back. We'll see. That'll be we'll see. Um, Kmorg mentioned this earlier. Draft day trades. Yeah, this is something that when uh, the Saints traded up to, I think like what 14, 16, something like that with the Eagles. They solidified their position to have two first-round picks next year. And just looking at the board, I realized on that day, I was like, wait a minute, there's five teams with two first-round picks next year. So just thinking about kind of what that means for the future in the next year's NFL draft, you've got Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, two guys that are head and shoulders above as far as NFL status ranking above the quarterbacks in this year's class. Oh, we wouldn't be even talking about Hutchinson and Neil at one. No. No. It would well obviously with the Jags, but sure of course in any other situation. You know I mean? Right, I get right, right. It. There would be trades, there'd be chaos, right? But what I'm trying to say is that these five teams, think about those five teams. Seahawks, okay? Drew Locke, quarterback obviously in question right now. Two first round picks, obviously in a good position to trade up. Dolphins, make or break Tua. It's time for him to figure out. And they out. have two first round picks. And right. they have two first round picks. Uh, I think it was Houston, Houston Texans with the Deshaun Watson trade. You know, is uh, who's our guy right now? Who's that guy from Stanford? Yeah, Fuck. um, long neck, long neck. <laughs> David Mills. David Mills. Yeah. David Mills going to be the guy. You know, what I mean, they like him. He had a good rookie year, not great, but the, the biggest one is, is Philly. Guy? Philly with Eagles. two. This is make or break. Eagles Jalen make Hurts. or break. Jalen Hurts. Are, is this going to happen or is this not going to happen? This is this is it for him too. And then the last one's the Lions. Lions also have two from the Stafford trade. So yeah, do they get one this year or next year? That'll be very telling what pick thirty-two is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it will be. So I just think it's very, very interesting, kind of thinking about the draft in that aspect. Is oh, uh, well, then I was just thinking of Danny Dimes because I think that's probably the biggest make or break uh, year for anybody. Daniel and Jones. They, they I mean, have shit. they have two picks in the top ten. The yeah. Giants this year. So this that's year. what I'm saying. Yeah. Do they trade back and get one? I could next see someone year. coming up and taking that second pick from them and getting another pick for next year because I think they're going to be in the QB market. If one of those tackles falls to the Giants at five and they don't take, they're going to take. No, one they're going to take them and trade their other pick. Yes, probably. I agree with that. I can see that too. So that's just something I was thinking about, and I just want everyone, all the viewers at home, to be thinking about that during this NFL draft. Because to your point, I think somebody again, there's more opportunity for a yeah. team like the Giants to say, wait a minute, fuck, we need to go back because I yeah. we don't really have confidence in our quarterback. So there's going to be a quarterback battle Very for, interesting. for those two guys next year. Uh, fun fact, since Matt LaFleur has been coach of the Green Bay Packers, the Packers have traded up both years in the first round. Huh. Alexander, huh. Jordan Love. 
Interesting. And we're talking about year three. I think a trade up. What did you guys do last year? Jordan Love. It was not last that was year. Two years ago. Oh my god. Oh no, we um we traded up for uh golly, I'm blanking out right now. I'm you guys had a guy from Georgia. Was the corner from Georgia. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We traded we we yeah, traded, traded up, up for Stokes. Stokes. We, no, didn't you stay there? No, we traded up for Stokes. Oh, that's right. Okay. Good pick. Got really The guy's fucking up. unbelievable, actually. So next week we need to talk. We're going to go through a full mock draft. Well, we need we need to do full mock draft. We need to talk Debo potential trade if he, that happens. A Baker potential trade. It might be happen before next happen. week. So. It could, but it's still something we need to have. No, to we will. About. And during a mock draft, just so you guys know, like we won't have any trades. We'll, we're going to draft it as is. And we're going to go based on needs. If we'll, we'll put a poll up there. If you're a fan of a team, who you want your team to take position-wise. We did that uh, last year and yeah, it worked out. Yeah, it worked out great. Yeah. I, I mean... We've spoken into existence with Slater to the Chargers, mm-hmm. and then they and it happens. There's always so. someone that falls, and that's just like how that's, right. that'll be Kyle Hamilton this year. Um, I know you guys have been waiting for it. It's been a year, but we tallied up the bowl predictions. I of course won again. Oh fuck! You didn't um, win last year. I know Mac did. Yeah, so don't say. Again. But I've won three of the last four. I don't know about that. I have. We'll say so, two of the last three. Um, if we'll you guys have that. a chance. Go back and listen to the Bolds episode. It was great. It's absolutely hilarious after knowing what we know now on there. Um, all of know, us just all over the Panthers. All, all over the Panthers. Matt Rule Three coach of, of us year. had Matt Rule Coach of the Year. Let's no, just say that. No, three of us had uh, CMC Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, fuck. Didn't yes. even play. We didn't yeah. even play. I had Zimmer as Coach of the Year. The guy Where gets does fucking CMC fired. go in this fantasy draft? We Oh, man. The Bolds were pick, so pick great. 12. Boulders. Where, where am I in the first? Nine? Okay. Yeah. Oh, Bold. yeah. I also finished second in uh, fantasy again for the third time. <laughs> so that's that's cool. Um, <laughs> did we announce that? I don't know if we did. We didn't announce it. Yeah. So we cool, didn't announce guys. it. K Morgan is just runner up. I'm, I might not play. Congrats so. to the Joe show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, feels good to be back, boys. It feels good. We have the NFL draft here. Like I said, we'll be in for the mock next week and then we will be in Vegas for the draft um, next Thursday. So. We're back. Thanks for listening in. Share, like, subscribe. We're out.